Fat, 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 we're the fat peeps. Hey, peeps. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Fat Peeps podcast, episode 24. We are the Fat Peeps. I am one of your hosts, Joey, and I am here with uh, John, a.k.a. Cameron John. That's me. PJ, a.k.a. Tech3200. I got coffee. Oh, wow. And Garrick, a.k.a. Big Target. Hola. Big boy target. And uh, today's format might be a little bit different. We're going to try to go a little hev- or less heavy on the topics. Uh, and we're going to try to like focus a little bit more on impressions of things. And, um, of course, we're going to go a little bit into the Microsoft showcase that happened over the course of the last week. But uh, oh rather than dive into every single game... We're going to just talk about some specific ones that stand out to us. The ones we give a shit about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or Uh, the ones we want to give shit to. (laughs) 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 It's so stinky. I don't get it. Me neither. Don't worry about it. Okay, but before we do that... Shit on. Okay, sure. Anyway, before we do that, we always like to start the show with... Our icebreaker question of the week. Oh, wow. Today's icebreaker question is, what country would you live in if you had to move? Great question, Joey. We are all located here in the United States. The U.S. of A. Allegedly. So where would you move to? Two things. Where does this question come from? This is hard. This is hard. Uh, It just uh, just appeared. No, wasn't this from your stream, John? Oh, was oh if it was, was it? I don't remember. Well, I wasn't there last was. night. Or oh, you guys are bad. So Whoops. credit to whoever gave this comment in the comment section. Let us know if it was you. And uh, spoiler alert, it was me. I just let uh, you guys squirm. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, okay, so good. Um, <laughs> wow, what a jerk, John. Oh, uh, oh gosh. The second thing uh. is, whenever you pause at the beginning, you're just like icebreaker question. And then I'm waiting for you to be like, this icebreaker question is brought to you by Coca-Cola. The refreshing wow. taste that will never let you down. <laughs> Why not something like cool, like like popsicles or icebreakers? No, I would, I would absolutely love it if we were uh, sponsored by Coca-Cola. I'd be all about it, man. I don't we drink should, soda, but In on, the meantime, Coke. we should just think of random, like, off, off the cuff. We should just, yeah, sponsors. like... Peak the peak no flakes or something sponsor. like that, yeah. <laughs> or just make up oh, just brand do fake sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Fake sponsors. Uh, dude, like I'm all about fake sponsors. On the spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next okay. time, look yeah, out for no, that guy. We're gonna work that segment. in. Watch out for that guy. Yeah. Or Kalsamu. The Kalsamu. milk. The Kalsamu. So moo. Okay. The Perfect. taste is milk out there. <laughs> Pro, it's like protein, at, like milk with added protein to it. <laughs> yes. It's like protein powder milk. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's muscle milk, right? Yeah, pretty much. Essentially. And it's like your nails oh, grow hey. at twice its normal speed, and your hair just becomes like... Anyway. <laughs> country. We would like to live country in. Country you would live in. Joe, do you want to start out? Um, sure. Uh, what were you thinking? Probably Canada. Oh, wow. damn. They, it's easy. Yeah. It's easy. It's, it's easy. easy. Right, it's like they're very similar to us in a lot of ways. They speak the same language for the most part. Unless you're in, uh, like, up on the East Coast where they're like French, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, So yeah, I think it like that's the easiest, like least, like path of least resistance if you had to like 
go live somewhere else. Okay, damn it, you took you. Japan take... would also be cool. Oh, oh. God damn it! Shut up, Joey. Just stop yeah. talking. Oh, wow. <laughs> stop. I should have went first. <laughs> Fuck. Like uh, legit, I was just like Canada because like everything be exactly the same. I just say a Joey's answer. I would just say a boot instead, and then I was people like, can have the same answer. Wow, are you Canadian, PJ? Uh, then plus know we know that. people. It's in Canada. Part we do. Canadian. Are you uh, part Canadian? Me? No, not even close. Yeah. Oh, okay. That'd be cool though. Oh, uh, no, I have English in my blood, but that's the closest thing that wow. I come to Canada. Oh, England! Uh, you speak England? Top of the morning. Top to of the morning. <laughs> Wait, we're gonna, get, we're gonna get shit on so fast. Anyhow, <laughs> so then my secondary answer, actually, if I had to choose something that was different, would have been Japan, but. Then Joey Don't take Japan. Joey's answer, PJ. Because I want to. I'd like to live in a place that's very technologically like involved, and uh, mm -hmm. I like all. Uh, oh, oh, I like okay, one thing. Have you ever taken public transport? That wouldn't bother me too much. Though. Okay. Okay. Would it? Because it it's a like... it's a it's a big like. I, I know you've never like traveled outside of the U.S. Right? If I correct me if I'm wrong. No. But it is a big change of pace when you have to take like transit. It's and I feel like you. I mean, I don't want to like put words in your mouth, okay. but I feel like it so, might be kind of hard on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a who, big fan of it, but I don't mind it. Yeah. Just as suck it who in. Lived in a big city. Yeah. Where I had to take public tr public transit fairly often. Yeah. It's not the most pleasant thing. No. Mm -hmm. I I mean but I've like, had to do it before. It's just that's okay. It's okay. That's so one of the... Joey, multiply that on uh, yeah. uncomfortableness. So that's yeah. By right. ten because, because you're. Like, in Your Japan, penis to penis. right? That's the thing. Is like, yeah, you are grinding people during like rush hour. Uh, the train cars yeah. on BART get pretty packed, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're like yeah. person to person, yeah. but they're not like packed in like sardines person yeah. to person. Like in, in Japan, they straight up have like people, people pushing you in, push uh -huh. the people in to pack that's them the, in tighter. They're <laughs> hired for that. And and, and they like Garrick and I. Have, on. <laughs> yeah, no, Garrick and I. We had because we went to Japan and we. We know exactly what it's like. Oh, yeah. Like, it's different because Bart is scary just because you, you have crazy drug-fueled, you know, homeless Bart's people. Bart's not that it. scary. People people uh, talk a lot about how it's, scary it's, Bart I don't is. know. My experience in Bart was like three or Joe, four you're times. Kind of, it was pretty you're, scary. You're kind of hardened because um, you live in the ghetto. <laughs> so, like... we, yeah, we live in, in the but, suburbs. I mean, like, generally speaking, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, you'll get a crazy person or two. Yeah. But, like, I've only... <laughs> that one guy. <laughs> like, it's like, that's enough that's for me. Generally, they're harmless. I'm cool. Like, probably, generally, yeah. they're, like, name. they keep to themselves. Yeah. Like, every but... once in a while, you'll get a crazy that is, like, uh, antagonistic and will, yeah. like, or start handy. shit with people on the train. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's but, almost like that's uh, very socially Every, every awkward, time or... I've seen that happen, I've seen somebody else on the train get up and put homeboy in check. Yeah. Yeah, because so, you live in an area and where then that usually, and then and then usually like uh, Bart police will get on at some point I've to like remove Bart the person. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my, mine's only very small. I just imagine like the putting in check process. The guys are just like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yo, homie, the fuck's your problem? <laughs> I mean, you're like not too far off. I'm probably like eighty-five percent of the way there. It's just so, a couple extra cuss words. So imagine that in Japan, but um, I mean, none of, you're none more of that, off about actually. the crazy person. Yeah, so none of that. Because they're not going bibbity boppity. They're sitting right. there like saying things. <laughs> they're saying Jesus is coming. It's scary. 
Yeah. Or just cussing. Not that that's, think, yeah, not no, that that's crazy, like, but just saying. Yeah. At people. Yeah. Oh. Like one time I, I went on BART that was like very scary. It wasn't scary. It was just kind of like, I, I just not comfortable. This guy was in the corner, you know, your typical San Fran uh, or Bay Area, you know, uh, person with problems. Yeah. And he was just the whole time just like, beep, beep. Just, I can't even say it on, on, on the, you know. Oh, just cussing. On the podcast because it's really offensive. And I was like, just under his breath, just like. Just chanting it, and you're like, "What is up with this guy?" He's tweaking Very hard. Very uncomfortable. I don't have a. You, know, you can't really move because it's kind of packed. I get, I get like right. off put by that kind of stuff very easily. Yeah, I'm like socially, it's socially anxious, I guess. So it's like that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's makes just me like really you're waiting like for something bad yeah. to happen. So yeah. you're like. What what are all the list of horrible things that could happen in this scenario? Yeah. Someone's acting slightly off. Like if there's a Karen sitting next to me Zombies. that looks like she's slightly, she's just slightly ticked off for some reason. That's yeah, like, it's like uh, a, it's like a bomb sitting next to you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you're like, like when's oh, it gonna go shit. When is she gonna start complaining about something that has nothing yeah. to do with the world? Um, yeah. But going to the Japan side, none of that. At least my our experience, my experience. Uh, I don't feel uncomfortable in crowded spaces. I don't feel claustrophobic. So it was kind of comforting because everyone's just... You're all just pretend, nestling each yeah, other. Everyone, pre, everyone pre pretends, at least in my, my, my case, everyone present, pretends you're not there. His you hand's know, not on everyone, my jump. Everyone's just, used to it. Like, yeah, if you so, look things up on YouTube, there's videos of people just forcing themselves in by those service people. And the people that are already in there is like, oh, another day. Yeah, just that exactly. Person's and I didn't even have to hold on the rail or the the, the handle because you guys were so, so packed in, in and you were just, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. just like you're just like shifting around, like, like, just like leaning pillow, on people. You know? Yeah, pretty much. It's like yeah. If, if were they at least all AC? Uh, not all the trains have. So most of them do, but some there was a yeah, couple but trains it was, we it wanted to Japan. Have it was yeah. cool at that cool, time. Yeah. So well, actually, like actually going in the summer actually, would be probably horrible they, though. They do, uh, because it was winter when we went, right? Uh, they do have the ace, uh, the, the the heater on, and it wasn't even heater oh, yeah. weather. Uh, I remember a couple times when we went on the train. Sucks. It was like, wow, the heater is blasting. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I remember for that. no but, reason. Like Asian culture is all about like, oh, yeah, if they, you like, get they, cold, you'll get sick. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. they kind of make sense. Um, I don't know. That would be the only thing that gets me because yeah. I get claustrophobic if I'm warm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Cause, yeah, like, you'll get used um, to it. You might get used to it, but that's the thing you have to keep in mind. If you ever move the train. I would, be, I would yeah, instantly become that well, crazy person and, screaming obscenities in that situation. And you might, be, you might be like, oh, I'm going to buy my own car. No one really try, No one really has their own car. It, it, kind, it, it depends on where you live though right yeah. so like if you live in tokyo mm -hmm. like yeah. or like any of the major cities the major like cities. yeah you're gonna have to take public transit and it's gonna be like a pain because there's tons of people taking public transit but yeah. like if you live farther yeah. away in like some of the less populated cities yeah. it's not you yeah. know like it's and that's not gonna be harder frantic like that right but that's gonna be harder for someone that doesn't speak the language right the culture so, to like yeah in integrate to that um society uh, yeah that because they're less touristy yeah. so if, if you do have, move you're probably like gonna set. have to right exactly so, so you're probably gonna have to move in the city that's where i sit make the second clause to the that statement japan would be more of a temporary band-aid yeah. move for me i don't know if i could ever want to live there canada would be more of a I could live there forever. But you, can, you, you can't do that because Joey, Joey's moving there. We can't live in the same So <laughs> then that left me my third, and I'm uh, glad I thought of a third one. 
<laughs> it would actually be I'll Ireland so I could be with, with my you, people. No, I'll, I'll put Ireland people. so I can be with my people. Ireland, you're not saying it, right? But, Ireland. but it will be Ireland. bad just because of the fact that I'll be the only Irish person in Ireland that doesn't drink. Well, then you, you just don't go outside and you'll never know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's that's the thing. I don't plan on going outside in any of these places. So that's the only reason why Japan would probably be the best for me because it would be a change of scenery at Japan, my window. Yeah. <laughs> at well, least. Also, no, just, just get an apartment right next to a 7-Eleven and you're set for life. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and then oh, the yeah. 7-Eleven attendant more than likely speaks English. So I'm set. I'm good. Or, or you just point. You don't, you don't even have to talk to them. Yeah, no, but I feel like everyone that works in a retail setting in Japan knows English, unless if you're dealing with an old generation. Uh, we I I never really communicated with the. the <laughs> you just pointed. They, they just, they <laughs> you said, they rude just, ass said motherfucker. Yeah. No, they just said price, and then they're like, you know, I, I say, you know, I got the blue mask, and then we just leave. You know, it's like they they, they mm -hmm. give you um, you don't hand them money, you put it on like a platter, and you give it to them. You know. Oh. Like, you know, there's no like actual. See, they're so you smart. It's like they've been so far ahead of the coronavirus that it's like, it, it's unreal. <laughs> I, I I know it's because they had other things and stuff like that, yeah. but it's still absolutely astounding to me that the stuff we're doing now is, is something they've been doing for almost a decade. Yeah. And we're just like, oh man, this is such a hard change of life. Anyhow, this is going down oh, a different geez. road than we're supposed to. <laughs> You guys go ahead. Garrett, would you like to go, go, go ahead? Uh... Oh, me? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I was going to say ca Canada as well. Uh, people Canadian. can say the same answer. I no, it's not allowed. No, no, no. I have, We're I, separating I, our ways. I had, a, I, had a back, uh, I had a backup. Yeah, but you always I just want to say I would settle in uh, Vancouver because but, dude, it like if you if okay, if you compare Canada, Seattle yeah. to Vancouver, Vancouver is miles ahead as far as beauty goes. Like, yeah, they have mountains. Seattle's just flat, mm -hmm. but they're both green. Well, no, Seattle has has mountains, but yeah, not enough, not enough. <laughs> that's that's not enough. But uh, so yeah, that would be my number one. My second one would probably be uh, Australia. Oh, Australia. I, I wouldn't mind living there. I've seen. Like there's so much, there's so many great places to settle as well. And like if you go further south, you could probably live in cooler weather too. But I do prefer cooler weather, so not all of Australia is warm oh, per se. Wow. So. Yeah, those wow. that's my answer. How about you, John? Oh wow, you know I would I, okay. So safe way, it's the safest thing I would do is 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 Taiwan because I have family there. I know the lang a uh, little bit of the wow. language. Wow. Um, but if I were to like kind of go anywhere, like just, uh, I'd probably do New Zealand. Yeah, oh, big, big we're neighbors. Uh, yeah. See, I was uh, thinking so Australia too, and I'd be all down for it because I'd fit right into the culture with the excessive cult, uh, cussing. But then I think about the bugs, and I'm like, oh, hell no. Yeah, they got crazy, <laughs> crazy bugs, <laughs> crazy yeah, insects and stuff, and spiders. And... Yeah, just... Does it change the fact that they're still on the continent with just... me? Uh, you know what? So Hawaii would you like to know was what dangerous animals are in the continent of the US of A. Oh, there's a bunch, oh, but I'm talking about I'm talking about like California is not too bad in comparison to other states. Like going to Texas, yeah. I was like, oh, holy yeah. shit, that's not a mosquito, that is a fucking flying truck. 
Um, <laughs> but like, well, the, hey, PJ, Japan also has giant spiders. Remember, John took a cool picture of that giant no, that was spider. The hand. Those are the yeah, gold, it was pretty cool. Orb or something, what are those called? It was just minding its own business. Orb weaver spiders. Or yeah, orb, orb weavers. That's it. Yeah, it was like a golden orb weaver. So uh, honestly, like size your hand. I don't think we can like maybe maybe Australia might be the capital of very large uh scary things, but every con- country has its own. Yeah, it does. I think so. So if I could change instead of country and just say area, I would say Hawaii would probably be one of my first choices Hawaii. because they straight up have very little bugs and they have no snakes, and I'm like all on board for that. But but that's still in the country. I know that's what I'm saying. If I could just pick oh. a different area to live in general. Oh, so in a bubble. Yes, in a bubble. In a bubble. Yeah. But this Antarctica, there's no bugs. Oh, there. there's yeah, only no polar bears. Just ancient. That's North Pole. Just just ancient diseases oh, that God, will soon be on Earth. Yeah, I mean. In in Alaska, I feel like most diseases would just huh? die in Alaska. Actually, there's nothing, there's nothing in Alaska. How many COVID cases are there <laughs> over in like the the poles and Alaska and stuff like that? I don't know. No one does the news for Alaska. I, yeah, I feel no. like I feel like there's either none or it's like one person. There's like <laughs> in their house yeah. right well, now. Well, no one really goes there, and everyone's just you know the people that live there are kind of desolate. Yeah, their neighbors yeah. are mooses. Yeah, pretty much. Or they they like their neighbors live about thirteen miles away, and it's just like, well, or say Aeropalin. Y- yeah. <laughs> oh, remember uh, those good times? Those actually, times? you know what? We're gonna total we're gonna look three, this up. It's about it's about three thousand total confirmed cases in oh, Alaska. Wow. That's it. That's yeah, a lot I mean, for Alaska. It, Think of the population. It's like three thousand and one. They almost have a hundred percent. Wow. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm being stupid, <laughs> but it's about? still like ridiculously low for three thousand yeah. cases. Well, well, it's like it's it's very rural. Oh, like this. So it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of open land, but then there's that one epicenter where everyone is. Yeah, I mean, wow. Anchorage, like my, my uncle lives in Anchorage, and and it's like it doesn't feel like a city. It just feels like a dinky town. So yeah. yeah. Guys, why are we talking about Alaska? That's not a different country. Yeah, why, why are we talking about Alaska? <laughs> I brought up Hawaii, but I was just I making don't know. a joke. That's not a different country either. That's not a different country. What you talk about? Anyways. I want to go to... Okay. Go on. I already said, I already said what I, where I wanted well, to go. Well, we so. essentially yeah, said this. two. PJ said three. Left? No. That was it. I think that was it. No, Did you have a second it? choice, John? Everybody answer? Uh, jo- Joey said Canada. Uh, PJ said... said uh, I, Japan. Exactly. Garrick said Australia. I said New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You don't have a backup right. just in case like something happens. Oh, New Zealand? No, New Zealand's super safe. They know. They okay, have perfect. no no confirmed COVID cases now because they're wow. really good at that. Well so, done. Damn. That's the only reason why you want to live there. It's yeah, safe. People, it's safe and people are smart. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Allegedly. They trust. They're all about society, uh-huh. su- su- succeeding society, successful. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, also that was a good. Oh yeah, that's fun. You can go to like the set yeah. of the Hobbit, the exactly. like uh, Shire or whatever. The, the Shire. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, just live there. Fun. Well, that was a fun iceberger topic. Wow. And now, wow. uh, 
we're gonna move into some game, game impressions. Wow. Impressions of games. Okay, so Garrick has been playing a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima. Wow. <gasps> Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, it's so good, guys. Um, if you don't know, the whole premise of Ghost of Tsushima is the journey of Jin redeeming or exacting revenge for the Mongols oh. occupying Hapon. That means Japan. Or Nippon. Um, so, um, let's. I want to talk about the world really quick. Like, uh-huh. we're the island be, itself of Tsushima? Yes, the, just, island of, oh, the island of Tsushima. It is real. real. It's loosely based on history, I, I would say. Uh, just but, like um, we're going to be talking a lot about open world conversation uh-huh. soon so oh, yeah mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be comparing ghost of tsushima my experiences with it with what we're going to be talking about but i want to comment on the world that they made and how immersive it is it feels alive and beautiful so if you see gameplay of it everything's moving trees are flowing it's guys japan is really Children windy i don't i don't even know <laughs> um, so windy the windiest yeah but um <sighs> But the biggest thing about the open world uh, system that they have is they emphasize discovery being a natural occurrence. So you have a map, obviously. You can place a pinpoint there, obviously. ride your horse there, but obviously. like every single place you look, there's a curiosity that you want to check out. You, there's that? like smoke stack somewhere oh, or there's a random bird chirping at you telling you to follow and then you run Wait, into what? a fox and Wait, like what uh, does the animals, fox say? and then a bear attacks you like Wait, I don't wait, know. do the birds it's, like speak English or, or Japanese? No, they or? just to to hoot at you. Oh, to hoot at you. Oh, it's and, like a, like a tweet. It's like to hoot. Yeah, yeah. Basically, so basically, yeah. The fox, the foxes say something we don't know yet. Um, and then they, like, like they lead us to cool things in a natural way. Uh, it's it feels organic and it doesn't really take you away from it. But I like how, like, you're trying to get to somewhere. But it's not intrusive as to like saying maybe you want to check this out because it's only a benefit to you. Hmm. Um, so because it's it's occupied the by the Mongols, there's very limited chance for you to run into like actual Japanese villagers or anything. Uh-huh. But you you don't feel alone per se because um, it, because it's just yeah the animals the world is alive. And so your character is pretty much like a Disney princess, but in I guess so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's one with with the world. Um, your character is a Disney talk... princess. <laughs> I am a Disney princess. I come and destroy um, you. So I want to talk about the play style <laughs> that they established because yes. um, yes, 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 yes. uh, so there's the essentially two samurai. Yeah, two two um. Two play styles, um, technically three. You could be an archer, but the oh, main oh. one is a uh, samurai, which is combat based sword fighting, and ronin and a ronin, which is ronin. stealth fighting. Ghost, um, ghost. They made it really. They they made it so you can play it how you want it. So you can be straight up standing off where that's where you just say, "Hey, let's let's fight really quick and you can kill a bunch of people," or you can just run in and just stab people in the back like assassin's creed style so uh, uh, awkward. um but the cool thing about it is that 
it feels so organic where you can stand off with those players with those enemies really quick and then there's a thing called the, uh, like a smoke bomb where you can throw it down and assassinate more people so you can combine both play styles and make it your own um so i like how organic it is and it uses a thing called stances so the stances counter certain types of enemies like shielded enemies uh speared enemies giant uh hulking enemies and stuff like that uh so uh, it that really makes combat really unique. Uh, another unique thing is the armor set. Uh, you have to find those by doing missions or looking all over the all over the world. Um, the only complaint about it is stances you can change on the fly. You can change weapons on the fly, but armor sets. I understand that it's not realistic, but I think maybe it might be a good idea to implement uh, quick changing armor. Like, it won't be realistic at all, but most people, so at least some people, play at the point where, oh, okay, I, I'm out of stealth now. Let me hide behind here and just change into my samurai armor or something. So it's very situational. Everybody ends up just being lazy and using the traveler's attire because they're already in it and who, like, who cares about the benefits. So that's my only complaint. Uh, but... Uh, yeah. Um, so, really quick, going back to Assassin's Creed versus Ghost, the assassinations are pretty satisfying because you're using a samurai sword. Uh, you can jump from really high as well and just aerial samurai, samurai sword people, which is great. Um, but, and then also the combat. Is, so, I, I played Odyssey as well. The combat... Uh, is very like counter based, so you have to wait till they attack for the most part. This uh, ghost offers a little more um, balance in the way of let's fight. Uh, I can be offensive, but it benefits me to be defensive too and wait for a parry. But I can break and stagger them as well. So that makes things really fun and dynamic as opposed to just. Oh, let me just stand here and wait till you make your move, essentially. And uh, and a couple more things. There's no gear score, which is great. You have set weapons that you upgrade over time and that you unlock. Oh, that's and wonderful. And the enemies aren't meal shields. So you're, you choose the weapons that you want to use. That reminds me of um, Ninja Gaiden 2. It's like if you yeah. liked a weapon, there was no disadvantage to using it other than like... I mean, obviously there was more weapons that were balanced better in some ways. Yeah. Like, the, the axe was better for groups of enemies, and then I think the katana was just one of the fastest weapons in the game. But you upgraded those weapons, and you could continue to use them. There obviously were, like, ones that were completely yeah. underpowered, but that's a really... I like that element better than trying to find, like, ten different swords, and it's like you get one every time same you level sword, up. Exactly. Yeah, that's, a, that, that's why gear score is a no-no. I hate that. I mean, and I'm glad they didn't go that way. Yeah. Um, so obviously they prioritize your your heirloom samurai uh, set, which is your samurai sword set. Um, but you can really like lean into strictly just being an assassin or also being an archer. There's like ways to go approach each situation uh, in different ways. Um, and the kills are satisfying. So I don't know if you guys watched any 
deaths that uh some gameplay of deaths they're very unique based on how Jin actually cuts them up or shoots them or something they react in a more visceral way instead of ju- them just flopping over you kind of it, feel it's it, not like, as rag like you actually did something yeah exactly um there's like a there's a period uh, yeah, like right? when, when the health gets to zero, it just blop, <laughs> drag doll, take over. Yeah, and that's so annoying. I feel like that's just uh, an there's... easier thing to program. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they thought about it. They want you to respect, essentially respect battle. Like, that's so, like when you play this game, you'll learn that Jin is an honorable ban, and like people will always challenge him and say, Why didn't you get revenge? I want to kill this person. Uh, and I'm glad he died. And then Jin will always counter and say, no, that's not an honorable way to think. You have to respect them and honor them. And, like, you can bow to people and stuff like that. Um, but overall, like, Jin's a great character. He can be a bit boring at times uh, just because he's just very stoic, I guess. Yeah. You can't really get away from that without leaving that, like, emotionless vibe that Samurai's exude. Yeah, that's a, it's overall, a tough character to, to, like follow up with uh any honorable character usually gets a little yeah. dull at points but i've always admired uh like story writers that use those characters because it's a brave mm-hmm. way to go and if you do it right they can be a very cool character so yeah but it sounds like from exactly. what you're saying it they did a good job with that yeah i'm into it i'm always excited to play it it's not it's not that um it's not repetitive at all with compared to like other open worlds that we'll probably talk about soon. So. I was going to ask like, yeah, what kind of activities are you doing? Like what are the kind of just like open world stuff you, that you do and like uh, how often do you have to engage with that stuff? So you have options. And, it's, so like, and is it worth engaging with? I say it's worth engaging with as often as you want uh so i think you're you're kind of talking about like the the groups of mongols that i might run well not only that but like you know a lot of games will have like Uh. well they'll have like kind of the bigger you know uh open world side stuff like uh, outposts Mm -hmm. that you get like you know far cry and stuff like that yeah but then a lot of games will also have like smaller activities like you know um radio towers that you need to hack or like trucks that you can like uh commandeer and then deliver to like rebels or something like that so so there are outposts um so think of so uh the game is broken into three acts um each island is an act um and there are fixed outposts slash forts that you have to kind of like liberate um but other than that it doesn't feel like out of like like out of place where this objective shouldn't have been here um there's no side things that really make things annoying other than like um like finding like upgrades to your to your kit itself there's like things like charms or something uh you chop down like you chop bamboo uh stocks and stuff like that uh but it's it's your choice to improve yourself it only like the stocks improve your health if you do that mini game and stuff and then like i like i was talking about the the animals like the birds and the foxes kind of lead you that way in a more natural way you can totally ignore it per se 
but I feel like he might be at a disadvantage. It doesn't feel grindy at all. Um, and I, that's one reason why I, I don't mind how they pull me away from my initial goal of doing something. I, I, feel, I like how organic it is, per se. Did I answer that question okay. correctly? Yeah. Yeah, well, like... Other than like outposts, and you mentioned like foxes, like mm -hmm. and like other animals, like what what exactly are you doing when you follow them? Like what are you following them to? Um, so they give you so foxes uh, lead you to um, uh, a shrine for foxes again, uh, and that so <laughs> like that allows you. To, <laughs> they're very narcissistic. <laughs> Come here and hey, bow check, check and out. honor me. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It's Japanese but, culture. It just it makes me laugh. Just like I imagine, yeah. and then you like follow oh, it. Of, Wait, that's not you a fox sound. Sorry, you're, yeah, you're not allowed. Allowed. That's like a pigeon. It could be whatever I want it to be because we never figured out what the fox yeah. actually says. Foxes like they they allow you to slowly unlock more charm slots, and those are just like buffs or upgrades to your sword that benefit you depending on how you want to play your character as. And then birds kind of like are cover the rest of it. They bring you to shrines and stuff, uh, where you can get more benefits and stuff, or they can bring you to uh, a, a bamboo stock challenge, something like that, or even. Uh, uh, springs that give you health. So it's like, it, it's not like, oh, this thing's blinking on your map. The world is is going to show you where to go, and it feels right. organic. But, I like it. but like what I'm getting at is they're not like they're leading you to upgrades and not mm -hmm. necessarily activities. Yeah, I mean. There's no yeah. like old lady who needs you know ten oh, cabbages. No. no, no. Oh, so okay. So yeah, those like what activities... kind of side activities are there? So those well, activities... you mentioned the like bamboo stock challenge. Yeah, which those you are do just for like yeah. a health upgrade or whatever. Those yeah, those are just unlocks and upgrades. Nothing really exciting, but so no, like... uh, you have to go into like the survivor camps and talk to people and gather information. So whenever you visit uh, to upgrade your your stuff, uh, if there's usually one or two people there that are talking to you. And also, if you liberate a villager that's been trapped by Mongols on the road, they'll usually give you a side mission as well. Ah, nice. That's so. so, and are these side missions, like, randomly generated, or are they curated side missions? They're probably, like, I, I don't, they're probably randomly generated, per se, depending on the area you're at. Because um, obviously it won't give you a mission that's, like, you're in the south of the island, and then it gives tells you to go all the way north. It's usually around Assassin's the same Creed. area. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wait, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> like oh, people wow. have mixed feelings about those types of systems, where it's like, um, a lot of people are like, "What's the point of these quests?" Like people have a problem with them yeah. in um, uh, the the Bethesda games, right? Like Skyrim and Fallout, yeah. where they're like, "I'm constantly getting these quests that are just like." go here and kill people and clear out place or go here and rescue hostages or whatever. <laughs> and like, yeah. um, and it's like, I, I think that those types of quests create a real issue for players who um, feel the need to like, um, how do you put it? Uh, complete everything. Yeah. Right. Completionist. Whereas for other players, like I fall into this boat where it's like, a lot of the time, I like just playing the game, 
Yeah. And I want quests that are just randomly generated so that I constantly have stuff to do. Yeah, so far I don't get that vibe where it's like I'm I'm going through the motions yet. Um, because right. I, yeah, I'm, that's why I get tired of open world games where it just feels repetitive. But um, I haven't really, like I've been collecting side missions that are all over the map right now. I've been focusing on upgrading myself and opening up the map and doing forts. Because if you do, um, if you liberate forts in op- occupied areas, it'll reveal that section of the island. So you don't, everything's revealed and nothing's like hidden or something like that. So it's kind of like the equivalent of like taking a tower in a exactly, Assassin's Creed or like island. a Far Cry. Yeah. 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 So um yeah, but like I guess it's such a new concept to me and I feel like it feels right where to the point where I'm not like going through the motions. So yeah. I like it. All right. Well, Garrick likes it. Yes, wow, he said what the like for him. Um, jumping to a different uh, open world game. Oh wow! Also a game that starts uh-huh. with Ghost. Uh-huh. Well, I guess it doesn't. I guess uh-huh. it technically starts with Tom, because Tom. it's Tom Clancy's uh, uh, Ghost Recon <laughs> wait, Breakpoint. Wait, wait, wait! I gotta, I gotta just tell the the script really quick. <laughs> Impressions of Garrick of Ghost of Tsushima. And then for the next one, impressions of Joey and Garrick of break of point. <laughs> break of point. That fucking. I hurt. I do. <laughs> I do it. You would mention that. I had to. Anyhow, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, I've been playing a little bit of uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. It came out like a while ago, not quite a year ago, I don't think, but like a pretty significant amount of time ago uh and uh it came out to very negative um impressions people were not into it at all um they it came out and it was quite buggy which is already like you know bad in the first place but then they made a lot of design decisions um in terms of like adding gear score to the game to like what is supposed to be a tactical military oh. shooter. Wait, let's so add like, loot and gear score to what? it. What? So, so you have like an AK or something that's <laughs> level like, thirty-seven. Yeah. Better than another. What? The fuck? Yeah. what? It, yeah, a gear uh-huh. score one hundred and ten AK seven. I think I asked this before. Is, is Tom? Is Tom Clancy Twenty percent accuracy. Yeah, he's rolling his grave. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's rolling his grave. He's rolling his grave hard. What did you do? Um, but no, they uh, recently. I think back in like spring implemented a update that uh, was kind of like an immersion mode update. So it, it gave the player a lot of like options to make the game more immersive. So you could like turn off the gear score completely. You can um, modify how much damage your character takes and like how easily they get injured and uh, how often you need to take the like survival, like eat and drink and stuff like that. Um, how many guns you can carry, right? So, like, by default, you carry two guns in the original game, and everybody was like, nobody would run around with two primary weapons. So silly. So now they give you the option to only run one primary if you want. Um, Okay. Anyway. (laughs) What? I 
Yeah, That's right. Dumb. It's like little things, like but it's like yeah. kind of important things, right? And the funny like... thing is, is it's something that they had done already in Wildlands. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things where it's like, like Wildlands, what? so the other Ghost Recon, the oh. previous, the this is a sequel to Wildlands, oh, like basically so a direct sequel to Wildlands. Oh. Yeah, um, and in Wildlands they had implemented the like ghost mode or whatever that you could play in that had a lot of these things. Uh, it also like permadeath. And people didn't like playing it because the game's so buggy that sometimes the game would kill you from like a bug and you would lose your character because the game oh. and like that's no fun. So people don't really play in that mode. Mosquitoes? Uh, no, like you land your helicopter and then you get out and you fall through the world and die. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that, that sounds like some Fable Three shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and like to be honest, uh, break. Well, I haven't had any like bugs like that in Breakpoint. But I've had some, like, weird traversal bugs, right? Sometimes your character doesn't prone correctly on the ground. Sometimes your character can't run upstairs correctly for some reason. It's, like, it's just interacting. Yeah, it's oh, just wow. interacting with the stairs weird. Or, like, I don't, I don't know exactly what was happening in that situation because I tried to run back up the stairs later and it was no problem. So, hmm. I don't understand. But, anyway... It's kind of buggy, um, and but I still enjoy the like open world military yeah. um, kind of like operator aspects of it. Um, mm-hmm. And then before originally the game was uh, single player only with no AI companions, right? Oh. And this was like a huge like problem because everybody is like, "What are you doing? The game is supposed to be about like a squad oh. of ghosts and." Right. Was the previous um, Woodlands, whatever, Wildlands? Yeah, Wildlands, had, had, you had, had a squad, right? Oh, what? And like so the, they took it out? The first thing they yeah. did in this game is, like, kill off... Mo- well, they didn't kill off the squad, but, like, you get oh. separated from your squad, and part of the story oh. is, like, finding out what happened like, to your squad. Like, here's the worst oh, okay. splitting S- story. type thing? Yeah. Yeah. So the story That's makes kind of sense. I, I no, story-wise, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But, like, from, like, a design aspect of, like, the type of game you're making, it's, like... It just felt like they were designing it, like, I, like not for... It, it feels too much like they were trying to make it like The Division. Who in the hell yeah, thought right. it was a good idea to take Scooby-Doo's, like, flawed plot line and put it into games? Hey, Scooby-Doo does not have uh, flawed plot lines. Let's, sco- let's split up, guys! <laughs> it's just like... Wait, I don't know. No, they didn't, like, intentionally split up. Their helicopter gets, like... Well, okay, I guess they crash more, and get more specifically, I say like Gears of War, I guess, because the they split into groups constantly in Gears of War. I know a lot. Yeah, that's just so they can. That's like a gameplay thing, so they can have like. Yeah, but it doesn't add to anything. No, PJ, because they're badass. Okay. Add to anything. Oh, yeah. Anyway, oh, that's beside the point. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> um, uh, Joey, I wanted so... to mention though about yeah, the AI. It's uh, uh-oh. same uh-oh. thing with Wildlands. Uh-oh. I just hate how. Like sometimes the the enemies just walk past your oh yeah <laughs> your your friendly yeah. AI like that's not realistic. Let them get caught. Like they need to yeah. learn. Well, but I mean that would be incredibly frustrating, right? Because yeah. like the AI isn't designed in a way where it's smart enough to like it can't read your intentions, right? It doesn't yeah. know where you're looking or where you intend to just go, so it doesn't know where to put itself in cover. <laughs> or Wait, just make it so they uh, don't get seen. I've only played the, the easy way. 
the very like the original kind of first person um, Ghost Recon. I remember it being very like strategy that you can tell your units where to go. So no, this is it's not yeah. your AI members. You can tell you can tell them where to go as a group, but you can't that's... individually tell like the individual soldiers where to go. You that's, can't that's do dumb. you can't even do waypoints or tell that's them to flank or something individually. Dumb. Or but, throw a grenade or something. Well, you can't put waypoints. You can, oh, okay. like, put a waypoint down and tell the entire group to, like, move to this waypoint so that you can, like, pincer a group of enemies. Okay. You can do that. Um, Wait, but like, multiple waypoints? No, not multiple waypoints. So that's the thing. Is you put oh. one waypoint and the okay. entire group goes. <laughs> so you're all yeah, by just, yourself. Just one. Yeah. Go okay. here! <laughs> um, and I'll do the but, rest. Yeah. I kind of understand because it's like the and it's one of those things where it's like if the game was just a PC game, they would have been able to get away with having those you options, right? But because yeah. it's like refined to a controller, they don't have, or I should say, like they probably could, but it would be a bunch of like menuing in the middle of gameplay. And when you're trying to make like a fast-paced action game, it's to have a bunch of yeah. like D-pad menuing. In like it's kind of it's a lot. They yeah, definitely the could have done it. The OG uh, Ghost Recon players would have appreciated because it it's yeah. tactics. No, and I agree. Yeah. Like I think they should have done it, and I think it would have because like give if us you're, the option. It's a it's a thing where it's like it when you're in stealth, you have time to do that menuing, mm-hmm. right? You have time to like Wait, so the Ghost bring Recon up games, an in, they're uh, not stealth games anymore. Essentially. No, all okay. you go, you do, you go to a point of interest, usually a base or something that's guarded heavily. You pull out your recon drone, scout out everyone, so you don't have to worry about any surprises. And then you slowly pick them off from the sniper top tops to all the way to the bottom, and however you want to do it, and re- rinse and repeat. Okay, you go can't high. do that anymore. Wait, what? The bodies stay on the ground. So if you just start shooting people, the guards will walk into bodies and I mean, like that's, yeah. they'll yeah. see them and alert the no, base. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, you can definitely yeah. like, but I mean that goes for any game. Like, yeah, yeah just grab a sniper and well, sit the, outside AI range. Yeah. That's the, that's like, my point exactly. There, I'm trying to explain to John that it's just like any other open world now. There's no tactics involved. There's no uniqueness about well, the so, Ghost Recon series. One thing is, uh, there is one thing where now, uh, if you get into like open combat and they like know where your position in is, the they'll radio in for reinforcements and reinforcements will flank you. Yeah, it's always so, like, beneficial they, to go in stealth. Yeah, and yeah, so what I'm saying is like they they definitely it feels like they made a conceited effort to try to like limit that style of gameplay. Like, you have to maintain your sniper stealth, uh, and if you don't, you'll, like, get flanked by, um, like, ambush squads if you don't take out the, like, radio guys. But, yeah, yeah, but you do have a point. It is very much, like, go into objective, clear out objective, do, get whatever you're there to get, or do whatever you're there to do what like you know whether it's blow something up or like get a vip or get some files or whatever um and yeah the open world feels super not alive like super dead uh, even compared to wildlands like wildlands it was set in bolivia um and had a whole it was like a whole cartel kind of plot but there's still a lot of civilians around right so most of the streets are like 
taken up by civilian vehicles and like there's towns with civilians in them and breakpoints world just feels dead like the only people ever on the road are the enemy like private military um there's it there's like implication that life is still happening right because you go to uh like factories and like laboratories and stuff that have people working there like civilians working there and like there's no beds here or anything so like what do you just stay here and sleep on the floor like what's going on right so there's like kind of a world disconnect there where it's like it feels like there should be civilians on the road but there's not and i don't understand why um and then also like the way that ai is just like randomly placed throughout the environment Mm -hmm. um feels like haphazard and unrealistic right it feels like somebody play tested the game and was like uh the open world is too big and i've been running for 15 minutes and i haven't seen anybody or done anything so their solution was to just put random ai squads all over the place even if it's like in the middle of the jungle or the middle of the swamp like with kind of no rhyme or reason to why they're there um like it's not they don't even really like put them near an outpost or anything it's like literally just like a patrol like sometimes they'll be like next to a vehicle so it's kind of like okay maybe they're doing like a scouting thing or like but like sometimes it's straight up just a patrol out in the middle of nowhere you know one two kilometers away from anything yeah um and yeah it feels lifeless the ai also feel like um you know you you play something like metal gear where the ai is so like sophisticated in terms of like the way that they interact with each other and the way they interact with you and the way they interact with the world right and like and like games like like red dead right where it's like npcs have like an actual life cycle right where they like wake up in the morning they go do stuff and then they go home and they go to sleep they go right home to their wife and, children. and it's like yeah and the poopy diapers uh, and like i i don't know if metal gear exactly did that but it was like kind of similar where it's like you had soldiers on the map and they would like patrol and like move <laughs> from base to base and like um and it just felt like organic and real in a way that breakpoint doesn't honey i had such right? a rough day just walking in very circles. much like a game <laughs> yeah right Oh yeah, we just like walked around in circles, oh, this and then one this one asshole just killed everybody hours. but me <laughs> from like three miles away, and I just ran away. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Got into the car and drove away. Go pick up milk. I'm lucky to be a alive, woman. <laughs> I just want to mention with this update, with the immersion update that they did earlier. I'm so happy that, that you're able to toggle off the gear score. So it's back yeah. to Wildlands. Yeah, I actually turned on gear score and tried to play with gear score for a little bit. And, like, you know, it's fine. It doesn't, like, it, it feels inconsequential, right? Like, it feels like it didn't need to be there. Yeah. And, like, realistically, it, like, I actually don't really know why the gear score is there. Because I don't know what it does. I they're don't know trying if they're to make an RPG like, out of it. Higher level do. But well, that's the thing is, I don't know if they actually are. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they literally just like put the gear score there because like uh the like creative higher up that wanted the RPG elements there was like I want RPG elements. So they just like put in fake RPG elements. And like, yeah, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if gear score doesn't do anything. Um, the only elements in the gear score that like are RPG elements is that the guns get like bonuses, <laughs> right? Oops. So they'll get like, oh no, is it there's like, like not like Assassin's Creed, but like poison shit. Not quite, okay. but it will be like twenty percent oh. bonus range, oh, no. or like I feel like you know, other games try to do that with that's so dumb. It's silly. Yeah, it's very silly. Why would silly. you do that with a shooter? Especially like a Tom Clancy, like Tom Clancy's like grounded. IP. It's known for like yeah. grounded military. You know, like what is this? Yeah, what it's like clearly like the. It's like a lack of, or it's like being out of touch with what the audience yeah. wants, right? And it's like the I think the like running theme of how people felt about it when it came out was why would I get this when I have the division or i can get the division because it came out a long time ago and it's cheaper than this right and also not as buggy and has had some time to have content updates and stuff like that right so it's just like i feel like it's a lack of um perspective on what audiences want and that they and like clearly now like they they realized that because they made a bunch of changes to Breakpoint and like added the AI teammates and added the immersion. Yeah, I was about to say I feel like, like Ubisoft usually does a pretty good job with like listening to the audience. But for some reason they fall into the same goddamn trap every single time. Like every game they release they're like, Oh shit. We didn't mean to put that back in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like why yeah. though? Like why did you do it in the first place? It was perfectly I don't yeah. know. Some of the shit doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Some, uh, but I'm I'm enjoying it just because I enjoy that kind of like, you know, tactical military gameplay. You know, I I tend to uh, get like play all of these like Ubisoft style games for tons of hours. I have a hundred. I have like all the trophies in Far Cry Three and Far Cry Four and Wildlands. And um, there's something about just like taking over outposts and that like stealth military slash like, you know. If you bump the difficulty up, like firefights get pretty intense in Ghost Recon, um, so it's it's kind of fun. Um, Story wise, it's kind of like whatever. Oh, I don't. I've, I haven't really been thrilled about the acting, like the voice acting from most of the NPCs. The main character is pretty good, and um, uh, what's his name? The guy from The Walking Dead. Um, Daryl. Uh, no, not Daryl. The Punisher? Um, the Punisher, yeah. Oh, he's like only two seasons. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but Punisher yeah, the guy. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. But he plays like the main antagonist, and he's he's really good. Um, yeah. But yeah, all the like side NPCs and like the like all the NPCs that give you like side quests, it sounds like they could not care less about their line reads and stuff like that. Um, and it, it's kind of weird because it's like, I feel like there might be interesting stuff in like being said in these side quests but I, like, don't care enough. And, like, I feel like that's the, where the Tom Clancy games dialogue always is so bad, been. so I'm, like, skipping through it. Though. Well, in Wildlands, Wildlands had actual cutscenes. But right? even then, they weren't and compelling. Like... I I really enjoy a lot of the cutscenes in Wildlands. I mean, ultimately, a lot of them broke down to just being, like, interrogation scenes with the different 
like cartel leaders right but like they're interesting right and also there was a lot of like wildlands have a lot of missions where you're like picking people up and putting in like transporting them somewhere and during those missions they have a lot of dialogue um and because you had ai squad you had a lot of ai squad dialogue right so like your squad mates would just talk about things like they would just have ambient dialogue about things in the world when you would fly past things or like drive past things and it it really added to giving context to the world and whereas like now everything is done in like either a in-world talking sequence that is clear that they like made as short as possible because they know that the player is going to get bored of this um, yeah. Or it's like a in-engine cutscene per se. That's more like a talking sequence and something like a Bethesda game, where it's just like a, like not exactly over the shoulder, but like you know, bus shot of the two character, your player character and the NPC as they cut back and forth during a dialogue. It's just boring, you know. It's yeah. shot boring. It's read boring, and um, it at that like. It's one of those things where it's like, might as well not even be there. Yeah. Like, it, and th- that's kind of the nice thing about, like, Division is they realize that. Like, they know that, like, all the silly, like, all the world stuff in Division is really just set up so that you can go shoot stuff and get loot. Uh, but, like, uh. it feels like Wildlands, like, doesn't have that, um, Divisions by Ubisoft, perspective, right? yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So it's so pretty it's much like, like it's, making the same mistakes. Over that's what I'm saying. Like they just re- the they remake yeah. a new game and they're just like, with, oh fuck, well we just did that last game and then we'll division, fix it later. I don't think it's a mistake with the division though, because I think the division is fine yeah. for what it is, right? Like I think the division because it was like marketed as that from the get. So it, it's not necessarily right. that they're making the same mistakes. It's just they're not putting those those elements into the right games. Right. They're not differentiate. They weren't differentiating their titles. Yeah, they were just like, and, oh yeah, that uh, that works in this game. Let's do it again and again and again. And it's just like, no. yeah. And it probably has a lot to do with how buggy Breakpoint came out because I'm sure that the developers were trying to go one direction with it. And then they would have the higher ups come higher in up. and constantly be like, "We don't like this. Change it." The higher ups like, "My ten year old son likes loot yeah. and RPGs. And Make RPGs, that game. and he's bored of the open world because there's nothing to do, and you need to add things to kill everywhere so that they can get loot." I feel like yeah. no parent yeah. would sit there on that platform. <laughs> you need to kill more stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if, to, to, if you gotta sell games, I know. but that that'd be much more acceptable than ass and titty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's breakpoint. It's like all right. I all right. I do want to see how it gets updated over time, um, yeah. to see so, if it like ends up any better than it is now. Um, I don't want to play it with other people at some point because I've only played it by myself and oh, so I, it. It's one of those games that, like, I think it really, the gameplay stands out more when you set it to, like, a way higher difficulty and play it with a group of people. So, um, it usually goes on sale all the time, so, like, for, like, super cheap, because well, they know that nobody bought it. Well, it was on sale for Ubisoft for 
uh pretty cheaply like 67 percent off so i don't know yeah. if it's still on sale now like 67 percent off 60 yeah, like, bucks i got it on playstation yeah, for like 60 bucks i got it on playstation for like 15 dollars. and it has crossplay, right i appreciate because so. like all no oh. it doesn't have crossplay. ubisoft most ubisoft titles don't oh. have crossplay. there there's yeah. your problem well <laughs> well if you get it here PJ, is something at least you can that play they're with doing me. um they are i don't know if they're doing it on the pc platform but on the playstation 4 there's a trial version of the game that players can download and normally it's like you boot it up and it gives you like an hour or like two hours or something like that to play the mm-hmm. game right because like open world games it's kind of hard to do a demo because it's like you know it's not a linear mission that you can provide to the player they kind of just get like the open world environment um but uh if a player using the trial version of the game is invited to a lobby by a player who owns the game they can just play the game with them huh up until i want to say it like said september 1st kind of cool yeah so it's probably they're trying to do like a promotion where it's like hey you have the game tell your friends to come and play it with you and then you know maybe they'll pick it up for ten dollars when this like deal is over if they want to keep playing it okay maybe then maybe that will give me the in, the incentive to break out the ps4 oh yeah true that's that's my problem yeah. my consoles are kind of i have my xbox hooked up so i can like stream console games and i have my my switch hooked up because i play pokemon but the playstation is kind of just sitting there the only person that plays it anymore is sarah so that's where i run into the issue of like oh man do i really want to waste all the time to set it up but maybe this will be it that way i can actually try it with you and give give my feedback but no promises yep so yep hopefully uh breakpoint gets better over time i'm uh genuinely like i'm genuinely having fun with it so um so microsoft had their uh first party showcase and they showed off a bunch of games i don't know exactly what number like uh like 18 or something like that um we're not gonna talk about all of them because there's way too many to talk about we're just gonna talk about yeah a lot of them kind of didn't really stand out but can we um, we just just review the whole entire conference in just one word uh ambitious no. but bad uh, no what that's 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 three ambitious but then ambitious and, and not bad i want to say under no i disagree i thought the conference was cool but let's let's just go into the ones that we specifically said i'm gonna say generous because oh. all the games are on game pass yeah that's Ooh. true which is people don't haven't really been talking about that at all but it's kind of a big deal like pretty much every game that they showed during the showcase will be a via- will be available on Game Pass with yeah. the subscription. Um, so yeah, like Microsoft is like really leaning heavily into the like games as a service, but like it needs to be that way. But not like a game as a service, like in the terms of Destiny, but like games as a service, like yeah. you know a Netflix or something like that. Yeah. Or like um, a Gamefly back in yeah. the day. Yeah. I can't believe uh, Gamefly is still a thing, by the way. Is it, yeah, is it, I think it's still a thing. I think it is still a thing. Barely. Yeah. And yeah, we, we 
spoke a little bit about this um, last week with Sarah, but yeah, it, it provides a lot of like, it provides a low entry point for people who maybe haven't played a lot of games and don't know their tastes right. yet, <laughs> right? And um, I've heard that, and like not heard personally from actual people, but like read and, you know, from like secondary sources and stuff like that, that having your game, like indie developers, just having your game on Game Pass increases sales of your game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like uh, it get, gives people a chance to like try out games that they wouldn't normally try out and it also um, maybe shows players a uh, genre or like a type of game that they wouldn't have normally played then they go off and buy adjacent titles that are maybe not on Game Pass um, and uh, so that's all really cool and uh, I'm definitely going to be playing some of it. De- like depends because not all the games are on PC Game Pass. I don't think some of them might be like Xbox only. But anyway, let's jump into the actual games now. They oh. started off the the show with Halo Infinite. Wow! Hello. Uh, how did you guys feel about the Halo Infinite demo? I was stoked about it at first, and then everyone ruined my life. Yeah, the gameplay itself seemed interesting, but as we got more information about it, the less I I cared about it. You know how we just talked about Breakpoint being very sparse and empty? Mm -hmm. Like you drive like 30 feet, and then you kill two grunts, and then you drive another 30 feet, and there's a brute. Exactly. Like... Literally nothing, just openness and yeah. like, because yeah. uh, I see what they're trying to do. Like, I, I guess no. their excuse is, oh, we're on an abandoned, long forgotten Halo again. Um, yeah. So that's their excuse. The only thing that's alive is uh, uh, Master Chief and the quote unquote Covenant or whatever they are this time. Vanished. So I don't know. Well, they do have a little like wildlife and stuff, which I like. They they add in reach. They have, like, yeah, I saw like the deer type like that, things. That. Cool. I thought that was cool because that. Yeah. I I thought it was awesome that they finally did that. I never thought they were going to. I remember in the the Halo Two like post video that for the special edition that they released, where they showed the animals in the environment, but they never yeah. incorporated. Well, even. Them. Hey, well, in Halo 1, well, before it turned into a first-person shooter, it was an RTS. They had wildlife right. on Halo. It, they just had to cut it for, you know, time, I guess. But in, in Reach, they eventually, they actually had wildlife of Reach, the planet, right. which was cool. And it's it, cool even the, the, the uh, um, design on the creatures was really awesome, and I was glad to see that. But mm-hmm. that aside... Um, I, I was excited for it. I haven't seen a Halo in a while, and I wasn't excited for one in a bit. Five was okay, um, but I, I was kind of excited for Infinite. All the stuff that people are saying is bothering me a little bit, so I'm like, yeah, that's like true. My... Let's let's jump into that stuff. So, well, yeah, uh, well. So, like, what do you mean in terms of, like, the game um, empty? Or are we talking specifically there's about There's that, graphics? the graphics, well, stuff go... like that. 
So it's when, it's rumored. Well, not rumored. It has it announced. It's it's open world, right? Yeah. That's so my biggest problem. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like when I watch the gameplay. Th- so like gameplay wise, it's right, Halo, oh, right. It's like Halo, it looks Halo. like Halo, and Halo is good. Like it, you know, the shooting in Halo is good. It's a solid, whatever, right? Well established but, formula. Yeah, like, but watching the gameplay, I couldn't help but feel like it was. I couldn't help but feel Destiny vibes. Oh no! Of like, oh. you know, you're just, it's just kind of an open world space, and there's just like enemies yeah. who spawn yeah. in specific locations, and it's like. And it's like, you're going to start to see the inner workings of the game, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this area, there's always a Covenant dropship that comes in and drops oh, off some units, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and like, their goal, they've admitted, is, like, to make it always feel like the second level of Halo Combat Evolved, right? When you, like, first get on the Halo ring. Right. And yeah. it feels like you can go anywhere, even though it's like a linear level, uh, like realistically. Yeah. But it just mm-hmm. has, it feels like it's open ended. You can go anywhere you want in the Halo. Right. Um, so I think that yeah. they're like trying to invoke just that feeling by one, actually one doing that. It's like, well, and it was it, it was fine um, in the the classic Halo, or well, I I don't even know if you want to call them classic Halos, but the Halos in general, because they were so linear to have predestined spawns but when you switch to open world it's a whole other animal that you have to approach like you have to have three or four possible spawn points everywhere yeah and at that point is the the variable is the player when back in the day when it was linear it was curated so it didn't like you can avoid that feeling of emptiness because you know oh this is where this event's going to happen this is where all this action is going to happen. And in between all that action, you can make a scenic like approach to it as well or something like that. It really curates the, the whole experience. Open world, it's up on uh, up The game you. in itself feels like they tried taking the classic Halo formula and just shoehorning it into an open world uh, game. And that's that's the part that bothers me the most now, like going more into it, because all I looked at it for when I was watching the presser was, oh, Halo, I want to see if anything's different. Oh, it's not. That's fine. I love Halo. I'll play it anyhow. But then when I started thinking about all the other things that people are complaining about, I'm like, that's true. Why have an open world if you're going to do exactly the same thing, but make it so people aren't on a rail system? Yeah, exactly. I'm getting those same vibes where, oh. I've always played Halo. I've always enjoyed it, but is it really innovative? Are they really elevating my gameplay with this so-called next? So then you experience? have to ask yourself as a game right. developer: Do you want to have the the um, Insomniac uh, complex with Pokemon, or uh, not Game Freak? Sorry, not Insomniac. Wait, game Freak. What are you talking um, about? Do you want to have the Game Freak? Pokemon complex where it's just like the game's not broken, don't fix it. Let's and people are still buying it. No, the Pokemon games aren't yeah. broken. Because but, as uh, it looks, or do oh, you, want do you want to cre- recreate the whole game from the the top up like they did with Breath of the Wild for Legend of Zelda? And that's what you need well, to do if you're going to go that route. What, yeah. Well, what Joey said is that they were trying to re- uh, uh, revisit the second level of Halo. I mean, so we haven't seen the whole game yet, so it might be different. But it does look like it's gonna be open open world on a ring. But the second level 
of for at least for me of of Halo wasn't that memorable. It was the the beat storming level. It was the sniping level. That nighttime level. You know, it's like it like just choosing one kind of nostalgic like level design and and basing that whole world off of that. Again, it's like we don't know if that's the case, but it just seems wait that was the and idea like, behind like, the game. Just, and well, they were no, saying like, oh, Halo, Halo game, Infinite but... is gonna bring back Halo, you know, uh, Combat Evolved vibes. And they that took was the it only vibes I was getting. Yeah, like that's the only vibe yeah, I'm but... getting from it. I, I, that was the problem with Combat Evolved. Like the first level, it was so aimless, just driving around in the Warthog. Or second level, level yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, that's why it, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't the most memorable level to me. But see, that's the thing. It's so many people have a reverence. I hated that. that. Like, Even like in uh, Halo, was it three, where where you're on the desert portion, um, or desert world or whatever you're on. Oh yeah, those and you're just like, suck. what the fuck? Where am I supposed to go? And you drive in circles five hundred yeah. times, and then you yeah. finally find this one area and drive into a cutscene, and it's just like, oh, it was right there that whole fucking time. I hated that feeling. I'm not playing Halo to go exploring. I'm playing Halo to get through a storyline. Well, I don't know. It it depends on how it's done, right? So like, ODST is an open world, right? It's just it's kind of small open world. Um, and uh, has a lot of like corridors and stuff like that. It's not just like an open, like you know, big open space. Um, I think a big problem with like that particular Halo Three level is that they're not very good about like giving you objective markers and yeah. let like uh, telling you exactly where you need to yeah, go. Yeah, if you're in those gonna levels. do that, then um, and they're a little too big for their own good. Yeah, because like Halo One, my again, my favorite level is the, the island level. And that was essentially a small kind of which one scaled down open world. You could the, the island when you have to storm the island island. Um, I don't remember what you're talking about. But you you get a, you get you you storm it and then a warthog gets dropped and you can drive around. But you can take that approach like pretty. I mean, there's there's one real approach you can go, but it's big enough where you can kind of choose your path, and it felt open world enough or open enough for you to do you know whatever you want, but still contained. And, and there's, like, individual sections on the island where you have different combat, like, scenarios. And that's what I imagine Halo. Like, that's the type of gameplay it is. It's, it's you get these tools, you have a big enough playground to kind of play your own style. But you don't have to. There's some backtracking in that level, too. But it's, like, if you make the whole game like that, mm. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, no. that's the thing is, like, because I think, I think uh, the... For an open world game, right? What makes like an open world game really special is how well the open world capitalizes on game mechanics, right? Like that's what makes Breath of the Wild so special is that there's so many ways that the game world interacts with Link and like ways that you can interact with the game world in different ways. And there's like multiple ways of solving puzzles that are just logical and yeah. like things just work the way that you think they would work um and there's fun things to find and like places yeah. to explore there's like right? history like this history and like you can like this ancient like ruins and stuff um so like if they get that stuff right in halo then that's there could halo be right. some like interesting so like yeah that's i mean you have full runner stuff yeah that, but it's an like artificial but, world you know so it's like how um, could you bring that right maybe, maybe you can't um and the other thing is like when it comes to open world combat sandboxes right and it's like one of those things where um 
to jump back to Breakpoint, right, uh, or like Ghost of Tsushima, they have like multiple play styles where based on like what, uh, like how you want to approach the game, right? So it's like you have stealth, you have just out, all out like loud, you know, you know, big energy combat, like I'm just going to run in and blow stuff up. Um, or like somewhere in between, right? Um, and then and then you know like Far Cry, Far Cry gives you like a bunch of tools and stuff to like come up with wacky different ways to set up how you're going to take out an outpost and stuff. Yeah, I mean, they. I feel like Halo in general has got to just kind of like, I don't know. They need to change the formula, but also rebuild the whole entire game from the ground up, and I don't think they're going to do it in this game at all. Uh, Infinite has a lot more like to work on. I think uh, uh, 343 Industries has a lot to build up before anything actually changes and becomes like good. So... You guys want to talk about the graphics? Yeah. It looks like a 360 game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Like, especially, yeah. like, that, like... Like, I went back and it looked, looks worse at, like, than a looked 360 at the textures game. on the Brute, and, like, yeah, the textures are so, like, gross and muddy-looking, and, like... Yeah. I saw some, like, pictures where people pointed out, like, there's a bit where, like, you can see that uh, Elite is not casting a shadow, mm-hmm. and, like... It's like, guys, I like I know that it's like a demo and the game yeah. doesn't come out for a little bit, but it's the like, whole presentation was lazy. This. The whole thing, like there yeah. were so many. Well, do you mean the entirety of like the Microsoft? No, the Halo, Halo presentation. presentation. Like there's just there was okay. so little to show for after years of development. Uh, and that's, I think, the thing that makes it so underwhelming to see. It's not that it's, oh, it's a Halo game. We got to shit on it because it should be better than the rest of them. I don't care if the game has issues. I didn't care if it was laggy. Like, if it was an old Sony presentation where there's, like, obviously the game had a lot of stuff in it and there was some technical difficulties or, like, maybe there's one or two gripes that people had, then you're just nitpicking. But this is legit shit. Like, people are looking at this and going, why are we set back 10 years in technology? It, it's very... I don't know. It's almost a slap to the face of Halo fans. Anyone else agree with that? Thing where like, you know, Breath of the Wild right. came out on both the Switch oh, and the no. Wii U. And actually, I think it ran better on the Wii U. Consoles! Uh... So yeah, I, that might have a little bit to do with why um, why Halo Infinite looks the way it does. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't really super impressed, um, but it remains to be seen how like the multiplayer is, and um, you know, who knows? Maybe the like world is really well fleshed out and is interesting to explore, and it's just something that we couldn't really get from their demo that they showed. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm waiting for them to do their redemption trailer. Uh, 
like after they polish everything up and get the feedback from the community i b i bet you they will and microsoft's not going to just let uh 343 industries sleep on it you know well, it's the thing is i don't know if they have time right when does it come out time. like the game has to come out this year like november yeah. or something also, like that also it's like they released so there's a there's a game quote unquote gameplay trailer with a cut like an in 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 engine um cutscene of the brute talking like that should be polished like that that small yeah. trailer should be completely polished for like True. reception and it's not it's like really waxy the texture like the texture there's no detail in it you can Character. feel the lack of time yeah yeah it's like you you if you don't have a small like one minute trailer like you know polished y your game isn't going to be polished in what how many months four months well, three months well the the other thing though too is like we've talked about before, Microsoft has a lot of pull and power, and like they can shift stuff around. So I'm wondering if maybe they'll put some yeah. other game companies that they own to assist. Uh, but like, what does that do, right? Like, then you might just run into a situation where you have too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, you can't just throw numbers at something. I mean, at this um, point, and like at this it point, they kind of don't have a choice, unless if they delay it. Well, I will say this is a better situation than the Watchdog situation when they showed. <laughs> like yeah, showed the, the something game, that something that was not, not possible. Yeah, yeah. In, in the current generation, and then when the game came out, it's like, oh, this is doo doo. This is nothing. Well, it's not doo doo, but it's like it's nothing right. like they showed us. I'm, so I kind of would rather have this. Situation I feel like this than, is just yeah, the age of over promising because we're yeah. so. Mm -hmm. Which that's that's what scares me. It's like if this is what you know the presentation is, is it going to be worse? I feel more like this is the age of under-promising because everybody's so skittish about, mm -hmm. like, over-promising, like Watch Dogs and No Man's Sky, that they will yeah. under-promise. Um, so, this could be a good thing. <laughs> who knows? The game might look better than this, but yeah. they were like, let's just, like, show this because we know so they we can beat hit this. switched us? We're going to try for better. Yeah, this looks like uh, Halo the 1. Low. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Set they, the bar low, so when you come out of the gate swinging, when you actually come out, people are like, whoa, whoa, didn't right. expect that. So then it looks like Halo 2 the Remastered, cool thing, and they're like, oh, this actually looks fine. The cool, yeah. the cool thing is that Halo is such a, a big, big name, a big franchise, that I think they can afford to sacrifice some marketing. Well, people are still going to buy it, regardless of how it looks. people are loyal yeah. to it. Yeah, they love I, it. I ain't loyal. Bitch ain't loyal. Oh, and also, four. see, I'm I'm glad that this is gonna be on Game Pass, so I can actually play it on the computer. Yeah, so yeah but when are we gonna get it on Game Pass? Is another discussion altogether. I don't know. I think it said. It was I think day and day. Oh, really? Day, day, yeah. Too, yeah. It was on the day. Oh, that's I think cool. It was announced, yeah, on the day. I think. Nice. I think everything that comes out on Game yeah. Pass is day and date to Game no, Pass. No, but I mean, like yeah. for Xbox Game Pass or PC Game Pass, because they're they're. They're considered both. two separate entities. So, I mean, if that's the truth, then cool. I think both. But if not, then... I might be wrong. It's just, both. that's usually not Microsoft's style. So. They're they're usually more about selling their yeah, hardware rather than their software. Yeah. yeah. But... I don't know. But remember, their game division, I should say. They're changing their whole business. They're changing their whole business model and using xbox the new xbox as another platform for selling this service which is xbox game pass I'm, mm -hmm. 
it's not like yeah like it's not like playstation where they're still trying to work on exclusives mm-hmm. hey buy this ps5 you're only gonna get the yeah good well, games but here. sony doesn't have their own yeah. os so it makes sense yeah well that's right. the whole so that's point. what we're saying they're gonna make if... they're gonna make more money like overall Microsoft is probably going to make more money with this fifteen dollars a month selling the consoles, and it's cheaper than selling. It's cheaper than creating Xboxes too. So moving on because it's another Game Pass and uh, Halo Infinite and stuff. Like who knows? Maybe Halo will be good, but I don't know. Um, We'll see. We'll see. We shall. Anyway, moving on. Avowed, Flash, Fable. Uh, wow, Dave RPG is getting announced um, from Microsoft. Uh, Avowed is being developed by Obsidian, makers wow. of um, Pillars of Eternity and Fallout New Vegas. Wow. And Fable, Fable is actually being developed by Playground Games, who, who have been uh, responsible for the Forza Horizon series. Uh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of a weird transition, but um, you know, who knows. Um, both nice. of these just had teaser trailers. Um, they didn't really actually show any gameplay for either of them or give yeah. any dates. Um, Avowed is going to be set in the Pillars of Eternity universe. Oh wow! Uh, that's so that's uh, that's uh, that uh, it's a or... kind of it's a classic okay. RPG series okay. Okay. by um, Obsidian, okay. right? Uh, and then Fable, of course, it's Fable. You know. So. Um, so is, what is have... Fable going to be an RPG? Is that, has that been announced? Because the last two games, I, I looked it up, it was one was um, a on-rail shooter or something like that, and then the other one was like I a, think this like is a, weird, a this is a call back to the original, a, yeah. Return to form. Um, okay. Because just based off of what they're showing, and I, I appreciate... I don't know, they didn't really show no, much. No, I know that, but like, I feel like there was there would be more of a gimmick. Um involved if they weren't trying to if they were trying to go like different route and it wouldn't be just fable uh, as the title it would have some sort of sur title um i think they're trying to do like a reboot of the series um just based off of the trailer i i i, 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 I i'm still skeptical too but just based off of the fact that they kept it as fable uh, for the title, and then the the fact that they did like the pan up of the castle and the like like the land, um, makes me think like that that's gonna be back to that. Uh, and I I appreciate Fable's uh trailer because it shows off some beauty like what they're capable of making things look like, but it also still uh, it is CG trailer though that wasn't in game yeah mm-hmm. So I, w- I wouldn't even take that as like that's the art style or that's how it's gonna look in game. That's it's like the hype okay. Up. So yeah, it's just the hype. minus that, it's even it still has the fable humor in it, and that's what I appreciate is that they've they've kept that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't even know what to consider it. Like, yeah, it Great is, humor. and it's very, and I enjoy that. <laughs> it's like Monty Python versus avowed, yeah, like. like Avowed dry, looks fun, witty, dry, but witty, it yeah. seems too dry for me. I enjoyed Fable for its well, its out out thereness, you know. Yeah, like Avowed comes off as it's going to be a you know conventional Western RPG, right? Like it's basically like honestly, it's basically going to be like Obsidian's Skyrim, right? First person open world fantasy rpg right 
Um, so yeah, uh, we'll talk a little bit about both Fable and Avowed comparing to like other games, but like for Avowed, right, when we're talking like first person fantasy RPGs, um, there's not very many of those on the market, right? Like they don't come out very often. Skyrim's kind of the only one. Yeah. Or like the Elder Scrolls series as a whole. Um, there's some, you know, here and there, but not, um, just a few of them don't really lean as much into the fantasy stuff, like Kingdom Come, for instance. Uh, I don't know how much Skyrim you guys have played. A lot. But. A little bit. Uh, when looking for a, or like when talking about a new third person or first person fantasy RPG, what are you looking for? Like, what do you want that like Skyrim doesn't have? Or does have that you want? I don't play enough of those to like be able to comment on that. I really, I, I just want Fable to be what it was before. I enjoyed two and three, and I know that those were a little less. Oh, we're talking about about. I thought you said in these games, but. Uh well, because I was gonna compare Fable more to things that are more con- like comparable to Fable, right? So like The Witcher three. Or, is I mean, I guess we can compare them both, but, but they're I mean, like kind of different in their structure. To an extent, I feel like. I'm not gonna play Avowed. It's just too too dry for me, and I've played too many. In my opinion, I only played a few, but well, but like you don't really play Skyrim or like the Fallout game. Like you don't really not play so much. Either. I have like I've played I played uh I played um Fallout three. I played Skyrim. I played um. Elder Scrolls. It's it's not a, f- a f- game that I haven't touched before. I just haven't played them all the way through. I, I definitely am in the realm of like 20 to 30 hours per game just because it loses my attention after a while. I don't care enough. After one point or another, I'm just like putting levels into shit because I have to or I feel like I have to uh, versus the people I get hardcore. Yeah, I think that's... I've never felt that way for, for Skyrim. Like it felt better like than Elder there. Scrolls, like, very natural. but it still felt like. Wait, which one? Wait, Skyrim. No, but Elder I mean Scrolls. the the original. Like, what was the one before? Oh, Oblivion. Yes, like, that's what Oblivion. I meant. Oblivion, Oblivion just yeah. like. I don't know. Oblivion to me became more of a like, how bad can I fuck up this game? How bad can I make it glitch? Like I joined the Brotherhood and I killed the messenger yeah. and then they sent another messenger and another one and I just kept killing them and it got to a point where they ran out of messengers and then like I just died because of it. Like the game fucked up and didn't know what was going on. It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like so that that game. to me was more fun than actually playing the game. And then the same thing with uh, Skyrim. I did a quest where I was supposed to assassinate a guy with uh, like a moose head or something like that, and, and like set it up to fall on him. And it glitched to where his butler came out from behind a wall and chased me into town and then the butler ended up killing the guy instead of me and so I didn't get credit for it and the mission disappeared I was like oh that's cool <laughs> so I just I have a habit of breaking those games yeah well, that's okay the thing. so that's, with like uh, bugs and breaking the game aside right well, I, I mean I want to go off of oh, that go, like for well, Avowed, yeah. um, for, for like a Skyrim or, or Elder Scrolls kind of style RPG I would like to have a very like polished and not but janky. I feel like in a game like that it's like, hard pretty to much do I that. want I want I want Skyrim but but less janky and also um 
like Skyrim, you can tell like the, 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 the NPCs are all kind of the same. You know, it's like I, I want it to be more immersive and more just like lived in. Feels like it's more lived in. Uh, that's my biggest problem with kind of uh, like uh, Red Dead Redemption, probably. Yeah. Those NPCs. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Th- those MP- like in Skyrim, the MP- NPCs have their you know the cycle, the life cycle, which like they wake up, go to work, yeah. eat, you know. Have well, that it's stuff. it's like right. I think, I think the problem is that primitive though. In in Skyrim, you have your like named NPCs that have that like yeah. cycle and stuff, but then you have a bunch of like random unnamed NPCs that yeah. are just kind of like even... people who are set dressing to the world. Yeah, and it's, like, not even, like, well done. It's, like, so it's, like, you have a character who's, like, a dark elf, and they have a child, but you realize the child isn't a dark elf child model. It's it's a human yeah. model, because they don't, but, like, they didn't have to take time to, like, model a child model. But in that, that like, I don't think, so. do you feel like they could have easily done that to Skyrim, or is that, like, not with the time that Skyrim was developed at? Because I feel like I'm the True. One. Yeah, like Skyrim came yeah. out a decade ago, so like and, they yeah, had a ton of yeah. advancements like, look in how like far game systems come. and AI. Like you can't really compare the uh, Skyrim. Well, the to thing is that there was mods Red that Dead fixed that though. It's like they, so yeah. they made so there's a couple. I remember there's like a few like uh, characters that said their one thing, but the, they didn't have a unique model for it. But there was a mod to fix that. So it's like some of these things I think yeah. are just like they they feel like okay. The, the player won't notice that, so we're just going to kind of... But, we but still I feel like they, they should think that it's the like player it's... will notice that, especially when a player plays, yeah, exactly. like, thousands of hours on their game, and they have yeah. proof of that with Oblivion. I... Right. Yeah, it's like, when I play an uh, RPG, I want to be immersed in it. I want to be... It's easier I to, feel to like world, you know? ignore yeah. the, the blotch spot on a painting that you've messed up than to try to paint over it and fix it, I think, well, is their mentality. Yeah. And it also says a lot for, like, it says a lot when you're forced to use a mod to quote unquote patch the actual yeah. game. Uh, yeah, to like where, fix whereas, the game. Whereas mods like, should change be used the scenery. to enhance it. Make it so you want to play yeah. more. Yeah. Make it your own. Yeah. yeah. So I agree with that. One, and the second yeah. thing is, uh, I would like more memorable side quests or just quests in general. Because I remember Oblivion. True. I played Oblivion. I remember more of Oblivion's quests than Skyrim. True. No, I'm with unique. you on that. Yeah, for so. sure. I haven't played Oblivion in over a decade, but I think I remember well, more Oblivion is, is than I do what another Skyrim seven quest. years older than Skyrim, so it's almost two decades old now. No, it's only five, five years older than oh, Skyrim. Okay. Uh, Oblivion came out 2006. Okay, I think. Okay, so five somewhere around there. It's either like they got new writers or they just ran out of ideas because they're like, "Oh, Oblivion had so cool of quests. Let's just uh, do fest- fetch quests for the sequel." Uh, that's the that's the same problem. I feel weird. like a lot. Of, it's a trap that games fall into. It's just like it's so much easier just to do something that's mm. defaulted in all other games than try to one up yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So like going back to things that we hope to see in these games i want to see like i want to see like strong factions with like robust faction missions and stuff like that right to like go back to the skyrim oblivion discussion um and i don't remember much of fable but you might be able to chime chime in with fable um like uh oblivion you have like the fighting fighters okay yeah yeah yeah. the mages guild right 
and the Thieves Guild, and like I felt like they were so much stronger in Oblivion than For they sure. were in Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Like I, the companions, kind of whatever the Mage Guild stories, kind of whatever in Skyrim. Um, the I can't even remember really the Thieves Guild story or the Brotherhood story. Well, um, whereas like I remember the Brotherhood Skyrim. story in Oblivion. Yeah, like that yeah. was crucial. Like, that was you know really the whole crazy. betrayal. So the other like, thing that yeah. uh, I really uh, liked in Oblivion was the the um, species traits and stuff like that. Like that, and I don't know if the, mm-hmm. was that in Skyrim. I feel yeah. I just feel like Skyrim was. I think it was, they but they kind of toned down a little bit on some of those. Which hard was RPG super cool, elements, right? Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. a trend across the Elder Scrolls games. I'd rather where, like, have that than. Ha- not have it because like i picked a tiger right. and well, he could see at yeah, night yeah. and it's just like that's so cool to me oh that's still that's still in, in Skyrim. yeah it's still there yeah um, I, the thing i and I like argonian think... breathing and like yeah yeah argonian because i remember in in uh oblivion i chose as argonian and pe- the dialogue choice well not the title but the the tone of the people were different because they're kind of racist against the lizard people oh yeah and you got yeah, i got like... that from oblivion but i feel like skyrim didn't really skyrim do much didn't of that as much of it yeah. yeah and that's one thing is like making the game world feel organic and like real right where it's like you are a agent in the game world but the game world is also like an agent on you right yeah. like the game world reacts to you yeah as much as matter. you are reacting to the game world choices matter and your first choice was your character yeah, and I want to yeah. see that in a new RPG. So it's like if you choose like a big, giant, different species other than human, you know, like there should be some history yeah. behind that species. And characters shouldn't react that way. Yeah, and with like Fable, you know, Fable doesn't really have like picking different species, but Fable could do it with either like race if they really want to like go down that route. Yeah. Um, or they can do it with like your character's physique. Right, because like the the fable games are all built around you know your character changing physically over time. Yeah. Well, um, I kind of did that because like when you got evil, you got horns, but started running away from you. Yeah, but it's like screen. it's like if your character like physically gets way bigger, it's easier to like intimidate characters yeah, yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah, you could get fat. Oh, you can, yeah. Yeah, but then and also you throw in like your potential like class status like there's really interesting things that they can do with the game worlds and like the way the game worlds interact with the character um, based on like parameters around how the character exists in the game world like your status in the game world Um, and I I think we'll probably definitely get this with Avowed because uh, Obsidian has always leaned really heavily into that type of stuff right with like Fallout New Vegas right uh, Fallout 3, everybody knows, has, like, the karma system, right? Which kind yeah. of just boils down to a binary good or bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, New Vegas has the karma system, but, like, it's just kind of there. The real system in New Vegas is the reputation system, right? right. Where, yeah, like based you. on how you interact with the different factions, you have a reputation that either goes up or goes down, and then the factions react to you differently. You know, if you have a bad reputation with them, when they see you, they might be rude to you. Or if it's bad enough, just shoot on sight. Right. Um, And it will, 
I hope to see like those types of systems really delve like I hope they delve deep into those types of systems and like make them really robust and interesting. For about. Yeah, for about. And Fable too, you know, like I don't know, I feel like Fable's is I feel like the good and evil kind of thing is this very cartoonish and silly. That's why I think yeah. it fits for that kind of Yeah, it's a little bit more like fairy tale binary yeah, kind of yeah, you're right. Whereas like Obsidian always tries to tell these like nuanced yeah. stories where things are more morally gray and there's not yeah. necessarily like a right or a wrong yeah for that kind of story for that kind of game whereas fable definitely does lean into the like good or evil yeah and, okay oh but the only thing i want back from fable the previous actually no i think it's only fable 2 that had it so i want i want rpg right good rpg uh but also I want you to be able to have unprotected sex and get an SDI. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that has to be in there, right? Uh, it wasn't in Fable 3. I mean, it was in Fable 3. No, it was. I it, it, oh, I wow, guarantee it, it was. Stupid. No, it was no, in 3. I remember uh, I went on okay. a quest to see how All many right. I could get, and I think I, got, I like, top up at 30. Okay. I didn't even think there was that many okay. Maybe that you could well, get. But, but yeah, so we got to bring that back. <laughs> yeah. I think that's I think that's the type of thing that's like a staple. It's, to yeah, a it's so stupid, but it's there. necessary. Yeah. All right, are we good on this one? All righty. Move it on. Maybe we can bang out this one pretty quickly. Tell me why it was shown. It's a new game by Don't Nod. Oh wow! Um, and they a d different company called Interior Night showed a game called As Dusk Falls. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, both of these are kind of like narrative uh, drama, um, you know, uh, your typical kind of like story, um, heavily story based, heavily narrative, almost like visual novel um, adventure gamey type of like games, this. right? Um, uh, it's worth mentioning that Tell Me Why is featuring uh, a first ever uh, trans character uh voiced by a trans voice actor mm -hmm. so. yeah so really cool for them to like break bounds and and i think that uh don't not has always tried to kind of have more representation and stuff is it the male um, or the female in their games uh yes okay i think it might I'm be the male. It's the male yeah that's cool though um so guy, yeah. yeah uh but we were talking about how, so As Dusk Falls has a very striking art style. It's almost like, like a graphic novel come so to beautiful. life, where it's like you have 3D rendered environments, but then like 2D paintings of the characters, mm -hmm. um, and it just it looks like visually striking and interesting and like pretty. Whereas Tell Me Why kind of looks old is there, uh, uh, and sorry, not really that great yeah for the, uh, as dust falls is there like actual gameplays or it's just that it's just the one announcement trailer? Uh, for right now i think it's okay. just that like trailer okay but it just feels like they haven't very made very many graphical um enhancements since like the like uh when they first started doing these like narrative games right Life With, is like strange. um what was the first one Life is strange, Life is strange yeah. right? It feels like, like the tell me why isn't okay. that much better. So I'll counter that because strange. I'm looking at the trailer right now. The Life is strange and this is problem 
is the close-up like interactions with humans the environments are beautiful right yeah okay you're right like the environments on. are fine it's just are a lot bad. of the facial and, textures and they're and very like it's, close all, ups. it's, it's yeah. not even that they're bad there's not enough texture on them it's the same thing that brutes are suffering from in halo it's just right they look it, there's plastic. not enough work on them yet so that's the issue. The environments are a little bit simpler because like right, the environments are a little bit simpler, I think, for them because they can kind of do like an artistic manner, but it still looks great in the Unreal Engine. If th I think that's what they're using is the Unreal Engine. That's what it looks like, anyhow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're still in the Unreal Engine. Um, but yeah, uh, narratively, I think Tell Me Why looks really interesting. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So I think it will be good. It's just. You know, graphically, you I kind of wish the that Donod would uh, yeah. take a step up a little bit. Because that's the that's problem that um, Life is Strange has. I don't think so, because I think they're making a decent amount now because of Life is Strange and stuff like that. But it... Yeah. I think they have, like, triple-A games. You get, like, you know, you get stuck captured, into a comfort zone, and I think they're comfortable with Unreal, and they understand how it yeah. works, and it's just, like, why change your engine if, you're, if you can bang out the game quicker? What was the yeah, they got stuck in their ways. In the Walking Dead, and, and, and they pretty much had that same graphical style, even when they moved on to a different series. Yeah, because then you felt like you were playing the exact same game working. over and over again with a different mm. theme or genre. Excuse but me. I think they had bigger problems. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, background. Yeah. Yeah. Problems. Excuse me for that. Anyway. That was probably pretty good. Uh, As Dust Falls, like, it's art style. It makes me wonder if maybe we're saying, like, a advancement of the visual novel genre, right? Like, you're, are we going to see a transition? Are, like, visual novel games going to start to look like this, where they have, like, rendered 3D environments, but with the, like, you know, drawn characters inside book, of them? Uh, which is really cool. Yeah, this is more moving books. Like, I, I mean, uh, it's pretty, but I don't think I can play a whole game where it just... Still interacting kind of like, there's other uh, games that are like this show. though that do it yeah, very well and you don't notice it after a while like at the very beginning it's like oh that's really cool and then you're, you're like oh this can take some time to get used to and then by the middle of the game you're like not even paying attention to that anymore you're just paying attention yeah, to the story i don't like that because and I, i'm a very huge fan of, like animation and, like True. I yeah. Just, I just, I can't. What I can say? It just depends on how like good the writing is, right? So yeah, like, I'm thinking like to... like Metal Gear codexes, which are literally just still images of the characters. Yeah. But, but there's so much yeah. life there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, um, you're just reading it for the most part. Wait, yeah. So we'll have to see with that one. Um, but yeah, uh, tell me why it looks like it has a good story. As Dust Falls has a very very striking uh, art style, it and it looks like it has a pretty interesting story as well. Um, they kind of have like a hook at the end of the trailer, so I kind of want to see where that goes. Um, As Dust Falls seems to be a pretty far way out. Uh, they didn't really give a release date or anything like that. Whereas Tell Me Why is coming out soon. I think the first episode of Tell Me Why comes out yeah. in August. As Dust Falls like probably that. has at least another year of uh, development. <laughs> okay. Are we good on this one? Anybody want to close out with any final nope. statements nope. on That's these two? Now I want to play a game of Duck Falls. I like it. I like it. I want that to be something. Duck Falls! It's just a uh, uh, okay, uh, perpetually falling duck. All right. <laughs>
the last one that we're gonna talk about I'm is really the medium. Intrigued by this. Uh, this is like a third uh, person, just like my steak. Yeah, third person survival horror game. Medium. Um, where they're kind of doing an interesting like dual screen gameplay deal, where it's the character exists in like two different dimensional realms, and you'll have both of the dimensions on screen and there's puzzles that involve both of them and narratively they're gonna like bounce between the two uh kind of based on like how the main character is and like where she is and and presumably uh, in presumably between the the decisions you're making which is creating like is she going more towards being in the realm of like I don't know the demons, I guess, and it's just like it's probably based off of your storyline decision. So you're just like, I don't know, you say something like, "Oh, I blah 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 the darkness" or something, and then so you you lean more into that ghoulish world. Um, that would be really cool to see. Uh, but the other thing I want to point out is like you have that element, but then sometimes you'll be in that split screen and then when you go to a first person view of something so the two environments have different clues or like objects that you can interact with so if you go over to an object in one world you'll go into that world in first person to look at that object and then it takes over the whole screen which i thought that was really well done um and i hope that we see a lot more games that do this kind of element where you're using dualities uh to create like an environment where you can see oh, each God. other like you can see the the main character's perception of reality okay, okay. So no don't, don't shoehorn it i think it's just yeah. it's a first step towards being able to see uh the world from mm-hmm. a person's point of view without having to do like a flash in and out of the world's well, that's, that's, so that's the interesting about solving puzzles through both dimensions is that instead of being one room, like the one room is essentially doubled. So you have to kind of perceive both sides and it may, it expands your, your work area per se. So uh, without, yeah, it's really like a screen and screen setting, puzzle. Like, yeah, I yeah. guess so. And it'll be interesting to see how they do boss fights where it's like you're interacting with things in the like world that the boss isn't in to like uh-huh. fight so the boss. So is this going to be an action dimension. game like where you actually do fight or is it going to be like Amnesia where you're running from something? It looks like it might be more akin to like uh, Silent Hill. Right. Yeah. So it's going to like mostly be like avoiding. But you like, still have like a you know that like stealth horror puzzle stuff. Yeah, this I don't know like if you'll have a like... gun. It like it looks like you in like a boss fight will probably be more like how do you neutralize like this boss with the environment and then you have or to, like, like get away it from it. Area and press a yeah. button and then it something falls on it. Yeah, like like it's not gonna be like a Resident Evil where you're like pulling out your pistol and shooting at this yeah. thing as it runs at you. No, you're like yeah. Yeah, you, I guess you have to out, okay. outsmart it. Kind of like how you have to outsmart. Right. It's another puzzle. Cool. Right? I, that, that, I've always admired those types of games. Not that I play a lot of them. I think 
Uh, the game that did that the best where it was a perfect mixture of puzzles with an interactive or like uh, an action-y like shooter type element was Alan Wake. And I know a lot of people don't have too much affiliation oh, yeah. to Alan Wake, but Alan. you do guide things Alan. into certain areas and press buttons to stop them from attacking because like you you get that feeling of um, humanity and weakness in that game that I've gotten in very few other games. Because eventually you get to a point in other games where you're just like, I don't give a shit. These things are all too weak to me. I'm too powerful. Alan Wake, you never felt that. You always felt like you're at the whim of whatever's chasing you and limited because there were so limited bullets. I hope that in this game you feel that too. And I, I would say that, like, the vibe from the trailer seems to be that they're heading in that direction, right? It doesn't, like, at no point does the, like, gameplay that I've seen give any indication that it's going to have, like, big-time action moments or, yeah. ha like, have that type of power creep no. where you can just, like, blow through enemies. I mean, to be fair, the gameplay that I've seen, there's not really... I feel like it's more enemies. of a... Like it's mostly a, like environmental puzzles. Room escape. Yeah, like it's escape like the room type of vibe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um the the description does say the psychic abilities to, to, to go against hostile forces, but you have to inter uh, recharge your your uh your uh <sighs> psychic energy. Yeah, so it's probably like it'll probably be like a mostly you have to run and hide from these yeah. things but you can like get off a psychic glass to neutralize one so yeah so you maybe maybe you like have yeah. to do specific things to charge up that meter that involve the puzzles okay so yeah, that makes sense says you have to charge it. so yeah. it's yeah. not like a, a finite thing but it's finite to the extent of how quickly you can do things in the environment and how fast you are solving puzzles that's cool I like that. the The whole game element seems interesting. Um, I'd be interested in checking it out, maybe as a YouTube video or something. Wow. We will it see. Yeah. It's all you, boo. It's all you. And I think I think it's visually interesting too. Like the two different like worlds, right? You have kind of like the just run down normal world asylum, which is like spooky yeah. and whatever. But then you have like the hell dimension or whatever that you know is gross and weird in its own right it's not gross. Um, it's beautiful. Not and it'll be interesting to see how like that gets fleshed I like out gotta play it, John. i couldn't i don't know if i could actually play it uh I, to be completely honest i have no interest in this game like that the, sounds like uh, a me and garrett game then maybe I, the gameplay just we'll looks see. meh uh, well, I don't unless, know. Unless I see more I gameplay mean, that, that gets me, like, excited, but I don't, yeah. it's not, it doesn't excite me. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind trying it, but I don't yeah. know if I would, like, play it all the way through. Yeah, because I don't really care much about puzzle concept. games, and the concept of dual realities is kind of cool, but I, I feel yeah. like it's just a gimmick. gimmick it's like when the yeah, Nintendo DS Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> this game's going to be one that's... <laughs> hey, don't hit on the DS. People oh, the DS. yeah, yeah. It's pretty much, yeah, the game version of the DS. No. <laughs> but no, I was going to say, I, I think it also depends a little bit on how well the story is done. And, like, oh, what yeah, yeah. If the, the story, story goes. I, 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 watching the trailer and the, the gameplay demo, I don't know what's going on, and I don't really <laughs> care. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that one looks cool. Those are the games that stood out to us during the, the lineup. Yeah, I guess except for that last one for, for John. 
Anyway, any closing thoughts mm-hmm. on the, the medium no. from anybody before we move on? Not at all. No. All right. Remember, uh, that was just a limited selection of the games. It was like 18 or 19. Showcase. So I wow. highly recommend going and. Gross yeah, I highly recommend checking that out so you can get an idea of all the yeah. things that uh, Microsoft is going to be putting out in the future. They really didn't uh, show much gameplay. Like again, no, I mean, they, they didn't say they didn't say it was yeah, stuff. they didn't say it was a gameplay showcase, but still not that much to show. But yeah, you're right. They didn't like lean heavily into gameplay yeah. by any means. Okay, uh, we have a. Small closing thing before we move off of the showcase. People are talking about how Microsoft broke its promise. Oh, uh, no. Microsoft <gasps> said that they uh, would be providing, or I should say that everything, all the first-party games that Microsoft puts out uh, would be coming out on the original Xbox One for up to two years. Wow. Um, I think this was highlighted first. I don't know if it was first highlighted, but I saw it in a Verge article. Um, so go check out the full article. But the gist of it basically is they go into um, how uh, Microsoft said that you won't need to get a Series X for up to two years because wow. their first-party games will still, still come out. Um, but then at the showcase, uh, quite a few of their games, about six of them, were uh, not shown to be on Xbox One. Oh, no. Um, and it has a lot of people wondering, like, ah, oh, are they, like, breaking their promise? Are they putting out games just for the Xbox One S? Um, of the list that I note, like the list of games that didn't have Xbox One listed, they were all teaser so trailers. Pretty the far. Part. Okay. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. so they're like, far, far than the line. Then. I feel like they're pretty far away. Oh. And even there's some weird ones on there. Like Forza was one of them, right? And you would expect a Forza game to be the launch. a launch title, it's right? Heralding yeah. into a but, new age whenever um, Forza comes out. Yeah, but again, no. they didn't really show gameplay for Forza, right? Which is like different than Gran Turismo. Like Gran Turismo, they showed gameplay, right? Whereas Forza, they had more of a like in-engine cinematic trailer. All right, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. I feel if Forza like is PlayStation like couldn't out. be released um, without that, Gran Turismo. That goes for all the other ones. Right. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. the, I think the PS4 might have been released or. I think the PS4 had like a weird arcade well, Grand Turismo I mean, game that like, I re- it released be, with. Like it like released uh, in mid-cycle of the console coming out, but I feel like if they release one in between the cycle, they will release another one when the next console comes out still. That's just how PlayStation's been since yeah. like 2, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so basically what I'm getting at here is I don't think Microsoft's breaking the promise. I think these these games are more than two years away. Yeah, so, that sounds like, yeah, these are, um, yeah. I don't know, anybody else will, like, the same, different? Yeah, that probably yeah, makes the most sense. Yeah. Which means they really don't have much to show this, or this and yeah. this coming year, the new year. Well, yeah. it really also depends, too. They might, like, extend that two-year limit if Game Pass is, is successful and people buy into it. True, yeah. Um, and, you know, like, with um, with them getting uh, their, uh, what's their, I can't think of what it's called right now, but they're, like, games on demand thing, right, where they you stream the games. Why can't I remember the name of that? Uh, game Pass? Xbox. Oh, X-Cloud. I was like, what do you X-Cloud. Yeah. X-Cloud, yeah. X-Cloud, Game Pass, right? So, 
with xCloud, right, you might be able to play these games on Xbox One, technically, right? <gasps> like, they just might not run natively on right. an Xbox does One. Does xCloud right. have, like, a, a, so, a like character to it, too? We have Cloudy. What does xCloud sound like? No, we don't have time it's for like, <laughs> It's like an extreme <laughs> sports <laughs> Sonic type character. It's like, yeah! <laughs> xCloud! And yeah. Use me now. Data yeah. gonna come at you fast. Yeah. Stream your games. <laughs> Low latency. Um, the yeah, I agree. They didn't break their promise. I've, I like anyway. until they re they release something. Or they might be in like. Right. They might be uh, and, around it technically. If this like until they release a game that's works. exclusive within that two year mark of the the Xbox F uh whatever the new xbox coming out uh then i'm not gonna say anything because in, in the grand scheme of things i don't really give a shit because i'm playing on the pc so i'm gonna get those games anyhow so anyone that's playing on the xbox one i'm sorry exactly. yeah. that sucks this is the console game though sorry. this is like what they do and, True. and yeah, coming from a console player on. i've grown up on consoles i've bought every console so i know how rough it is but just go oh, switch to PC, man. Join, join, join this. That's what I did after the Xbox 360. I was like, it just feels bad. It feels so bad cause like knowing that eventually, like, yeah, yeah, computer parts go out of date, and you're like, oh, I gotta get new ones in a few years, but it lasts so much longer. Anyhow, ran over on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, probably not breaking that promise, or at least. Not technically breaking their promise. Not yet. Um, we don't know yet. We'll see. But yeah, we don't know. We'll see when those games actually get like release dates and stuff like that, and they kind of lock stuff down more. On the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Xbox Z. That's gonna do it for the showcase. Oh wow. yeah! So now, excited. We're gonna I'm move so on to Indie What's that Game here? Quickie. Wow! Oh. Oh. Indie Game Quickie. Yeah. What? Oh my! Uh, that was central? amazing. Oh, oh, you have so, a, you have a. I have love a these intros. Wow. Play it again, PJ. I don't feel like it. Only one orgasm per stream. <laughs> okay. Oh. So we got one game. Um. We got one game on the indie game quickie, and that is other side. So other PJ, side, I, I, it struck PJ? me as really cool because it's a turn-based. Uh, is it hexagonal or square? Sorry, sorry, I'm looking at the trailer one more time. Uh, so it oh, is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking. What? Yeah, it's well, a tactics well, RPG. It's, tactics it's either hexagons RPG. or squares. Um, it the art is really interesting. It's uh like very. It's uh, it is. It's grays, it's like but it mixes in reds as oh. well, and I find that to be really cool. Um, it it strikes me as oh, a the it. art style of um. Bayonetta's like god creatures, so like it's holy creatures, uh, mixed in with this grotesque art style, and then you have these like, I I, I don't know what to call them. Kind They're of. Like so it definitely so. gave me the Bayonetta me. feel, but with uh, a newer art style. Um, it is square. It's okay. Square, yeah. square so. 
Square. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. It oh, just came out yesterday. So actually, two days ago now when this gets released. Um, It's definitely on my list of games I'm going to look at and follow once it goes on sale. Uh, wow. But I, I recommend oh, wow. it to everyone. It, the, the problem is it's a very steep cost. It's $35 for a this type of oh game and i think it's kind of that's outdated i feel like the most you can charge for a game like this nowadays is 20 bucks but from the right well, well, like um, well yeah. that's what Sorry, i was about to say huge. from what i'm huge. seeing on the huge. gameplay there is a lot to it and there's a lot uh, uh there's a lot of room for you to to play the game and play it multiple times because there's so much you can do in it so I'd recommend checking it out, especially if you have a little bit of money laying around and this is your up your alley. Uh, the reviews are positive, actually very positive, and um, I, the art style just gets me. I love it so much. And it's out for PS4, Xbox One, play, uh, PC on Steam, and then uh, the Switch. So. Oh, wow. And remember, it's yeah. other side with a C. Yeah, if you spell it wrong, if you don't type it that way, you won't find it on Steam. So, okay. fair warning. Mm -hmm. But yeah. well, that's 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 not what's it called? Search yeah. optimizations. It's poor search optimization. Mm -hmm. yeah. Trying to whatever. beat you and me. Yeah, SEO. It's Losing that. But that's the only indie game quickie for this week that struck me. So. um I'll pass it over to Garrick Aww. for the Summer Sizzle. Oh, wow. Summer Sizzle. Oh, I be I be sizzle. Oh. oh, yeah, there's an intro. Hold on. Oh, it makes oh. me so hot. Oh, oh so sizzly. Oh, wow. Sizzly. Yeah. Um, so the next game we're going to talk about is called Destroy All Humans. It's, whoa, uh, whoa. It's, yeah. I'd say it's a remake, wouldn't you say, Joey? Yeah, it's a remake of the original game for the PS2. Yeah. Oh. So it's a classic, it's supposed to be kind of like funny alien situation. Kill, kill like like old school gore situation, but cartoony, yeah. so it's all right. I remember Rip apart the farmers out. and yeah. blast and vaporize the cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Our, our, uh, the, the fries. No, were the fries? Death Spy or Fries had it on like their, their demo console, Xbox, and I played it like for a long time. Like the original Xbox? Yeah, the original Xbox. Nice. That's awesome. Never got the game, but just played it. Cause just I was played yeah. it a bunch. Yeah. So, yeah. So, imagine, like, all the typical alien tropes all wrapped into one game. What really got me is, is that they used Ramstein music for the trailer. I That overwhelmingly made me <laughs> yeah. happy to hear Ramstein again, but also the way that they used it was fantastic. Um. It's a very slapstick game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got great voice acting and like a wacky fun story. Um, so yeah, just one of those, you know, fun. remasters akin yeah. to like the um, the SpongeBob one that we just got yeah. mm -hmm. recently. The Battle for Bikini Bottom. Yeah. There's a reason why it's very remastered. Similar. It's wow. really good. Uh, Did they change so. anything? Like, I think it's strictly. I much don't much. think so. Yeah, I think it's just a remaster of the original. Well, that's good. Cool. Yep. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, and uh, what, when does that come out? I have today. It noted the 28th. Today, yesterday. Yesterday. Today. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Wow. Yesterday. Yes, yesterday. And it's, in, and uh, it's $30. Um, it is out. So not bad. Point yes. is, it is out. 
What a deal. Reasonably priced for a remaster of a PlayStation well, not even 2 just that. It's area. a pretty expensive um, game from what and... I remember. And there's a lot that you can do. It's one of those games that you can beat it and then you can go fuck around with it afterwards and just try to destroy everything. So yeah. that adds so much yeah. element. Yeah. Uh, or play through it again. That's a that's a cool thing about old games sometimes. It's just so mindless. Like, just destroy everything and, like, it, it gets that side well, of you. you don't there's, like... A gamification of things, right? Where it's like a lot of games nowadays want to lean so heavily into the like heavy handed narrative and stuff like that Mm, and like slap you in the face with the storytelling. Whereas like the games back in the day, like, you know, Crash Bandicoot and Destroy All Humans and, you know, your dumb SpongeBob platformers, like (gasps) they're they're video games. Well and like all they're trying to be is a video game. I think you can uh you can relate it closer to arcade games. You can easily find this game in the arcade. Yeah. If, if that was the case. So yeah. Um. So next one in the summer sizzle is Fate Tactics. Who wants to take that one over? Yeah. So Fate Tactics is a uh, another tactical RPG. Wow. It's coming out. It's going to be on the PC and the Switch. Um, but yeah, it has a really, really striking pixel art uh, art style. Um, kind of looks like you know, like PS uh, PlayStation One kind of tactical RPGs, kind of like you know. Uh, it actually strikes me more of like, like a, a DS um, uh, graphics. Yeah, like yeah, uh, it's a little bit yeah more colorful and maybe has a little bit yeah, it's more, like sixteen uh, pixel art. Oh, you know what it really fidelity hits me as? than uh, a Game, Game Boy Advance. Game. I'd say more than anything oh, wow. else. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Some of the some of the art, well, the but actual the pixel art. art, yeah, is maybe Game Boy Advance, but there's a lot of like drawn it's art really that good, has yeah. uh, like better pixel yeah. art, like better fidelity to it. Um, but yeah, uh, tactical RPG. You're going around. It looks like there's a mechanic where you're like collecting. I don't know if they're the enemies, but you like get companions that are called Fey. Uh, and you like build your team out with the with the different companions, um, and yeah, it looks really cool. I recommend checking it out if you're into uh, tactical RPGs like uh, Fire Emblem. A uh, quick question, Joey. I was I'm watching the trailer right now. Does it use cards, or is it just for the trailer? I am not entirely sure exactly how that works. Gotcha. Like I don't know if I think you might be like in battle summoning the Fae. That's what it looks like. I wonder if it's gonna be like. But um, that might just be, that might just be like for the trailer, like that fan of like the fanning yeah. out of the cards. It maybe it yeah. will it will run potential. like uh, yeah. what am I calls it uh Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories where you have that card system while you're battling, but it wouldn't make it wouldn't akin too well to the tactics play style. So I don't maybe not. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm looking at gameplay right now. I don't think there's any cards. Okay. Okay. So, so maybe it's just like your cards. characters. Or like that you, you just have like a party. Um. Well, that's a that's yeah. interesting. Maybe or maybe it's just a collector's item in the game. I don't know, but it comes out supposedly on the 31st. But this is the interesting thing. It says the game is planned to be wow. released on the 31st, and there's no price point yet. Um. Oh, it's oh. it's published by Humble Games too. Yeah, 
Oh, really? Mm. I didn't even realize they so developed stuff. Or, yeah, I mean, uh, they just recently got into publishing right? stuff. Publishing, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like... uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's them I'm as not, well. They publish it sure. as well. Um, cool. I will say that. Okay. Yeah. The cards, I, I don't think they're cards. I think that's just the card art for like the characters in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So menu, it's kind of just like menu. a collector's thing. Yeah. So it's not a card game. You're not like summoning cards or anything like that. You're right. So you're everyone has anti-cards. Like don't jump ship yet. And then we're good. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> I was so Bye. close. Oh, yep. Oof, you saved me. Yeah. Oh. oh, so maybe this might be a different topic for another time, but I would like to eventually talk about the evolution of the humble bundle. Oh wait, no, I take that back. Maybe there are cards. Okay, you can oh, wow. jump now. Yeah, because it looks okay. like I might have been watching it. Yeah, it, like it might have been something okay, earlier. Okay, in... bye. See, it's confusing, right? Because you have like you have units on the board that look to be like party members, but then it looks like you have cards on the side that are like actions that you can use. Gotcha. Or, like they're, I think they called them talismans, and they're kind of like spell cards. It looks like. Yeah, it was just iffy because in the gameplay trailer it was high fidelity and as opposed to pixel. But if you go towards the end of the trailer, it does show that on the side that you were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it was actual cards. So. Different. Interesting. Cuckoo. Yeah, I personally like, I... like card stuff. I like deck building games and stuff like that. So that in like interests me. Semi infuriates me. I can see how like you are not into card stuff. John's drowning. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, he's he's dead. Oh no. But anyways, like I said, I think it would be a nice thing to talk about, like the evolution of Humble Bundle, because I remember back in the day, they yeah, were a it was just format. Thing, it was so. just simply uh, pay as uh, pay what you want for what we offer service, and then it's grown into a huge thing. So yeah, that's yeah, that would be an interesting topic. But um, okay, more. More the cards on the side appear to be abilities. So I was right. Else. So it is like chain of memories. Oh. So you're not, yeah, yeah. So you're like not drawing cards, or at least you might draw the first hand, but then they're like abilities. Oh, from okay. That so point. it's like you're chain not, like, of memories, but you select cards. Five cards. Let me look. No, I take that back. No, you, you just have a load. Okay, of cards and then you cycle like through that them. abilities. So on the side of the screen. Uh, well, oh. they have timers on them, right? So it's like you use it, and then it so shows you you have like so many turns until you can you. use it again. With the button system. Yeah. Um, oh, that's crazy. I, I kind of like that, but I, I, I'm indifferent because of the cards. Anywho. Um, I don't I don't think you probably shouldn't think of them as cards and think right. of them more like equipable abilities. I know. The cards automatically get me. That's my problem. But no, no. I I think I'd lean more towards other side rather than Bay Tactics, to be honest with you. Just because not only the visuals strike me a little bit harder, but also the gameplay seems more uh to the heart of traditional tactics games. But um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I were to choose, I hate I too many gimmicks like if I had to choose in a tactics game. I want it to feel a little bit more classical. But that's me. It seems simplified. Yeah, it's like right. very more direct, I guess. 
Um, whereas you need to think about like the complexity really uh, really applies to people who like that. Like it, it, right. it's a different taste, I guess. So. Yeah. Anyway, Fate Tactics looks alright, and stay on the lookout for it, whether it releases on 31st or sometime else down the line. I think it will Allegedly. come out soon. I don't know if it's the 31st necessarily. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I think it might be. I don't know if it's in early access, right. but like, I'm pretty sure people have gotten their hands on it. Soon so, too. you know, it's in like a playable state. Alright, I think that's going to do it. Oh, wow. Closer on the fat peeps. Oh, uh, what an exciting week. Before we go. Uh, uh, same as last week. What's coming just, up on uh, YouTube? Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, this, uh, Child of Light. Wow. Uh, John oh. has upped his quality Child. even more in the Child. Assassin's Creed uh, sh uh, episode. So check out the one that was posted yesterday. Uh, I watched the whole thing. was laughing the whole time. Um, and then... Child of Light's Aww. getting slightly better. Not as good as John's. I'm actually jealous. And then we got some more Call of Duty W's coming up. Uh, but make sure you guys hit oh, that yeah. subscribe oh, button. Uh, comment down below on this No, 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 not hit. Slam that subscribe button. Do oh, oh, dear Lord. Smash. We're trying to get to the 100 subscriber kick mark, it. so please help Just us be it. in that top, uh, that first 100. Show us some love. We really do appreciate everybody that's followed already, that's listening right. to these podcasts. Um, your patronage is much appreciated. Uh, but also, uh, put comments below. We want to start seeing more activity in uh, the podcast as well because we want your feedback. Oh, yeah. What's topics that you guys are interested in us talking about? Uh, the questions from some of the weeks have been from fans. Mm -hmm. uh, so make sure you put those in if you want us to have a discussion. Um, mm -hmm. If you guys want us to start talking about yeah, makeup. So yeah. oh, give we'll us something cool to talk about. Give us ideas. John. Give us yep. your feedback. Uh, we're very open to that and we want to hear what you guys want to hear from us. So make sure you do that. And then, John, your stream for this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh God, it's streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The stuff on there. Yeah. Wow. Come on and hang so out with us there. 630. Uh, Let us see. The only uh, it seems like, time. is uh, Fat Fit Fridays uh, as of right now. So. And Forest Wednesdays. And Forest but, Fridays. Uh, no, Forest, Forest Wednesdays. Right. Oh yeah, non-alliteration. Yes. Force friends. Friends day. Wednesday. So that's pretty. Oh, much there you it. go. That works. I like it. Uh. Yep. Yep. So that's gonna do it for us here on the Fat Peeps. All right, guys. And oh, wow. we'll catch you guys next week for another podcast. I'll miss you guys. I'll see you. Thanks for away. listening. Gotta go fast. Fuck you, Cloudy. Oh my okay. God. Oh. Jimmy? Oh god, Xbox is crazy. Go Tim! <laughs>